retired, started traveling the world, went down to Panama, got a shit robbed out of me, as so often happens to the gringos, and then moved to Argentina, started volunteering for charity, this longevity research charity called the SENS Foundation, SENS.org. I went out to Cambridge, met the founder, Aubrey Gray, shot the video for their SENS 3 conference. Uh, this would be 2006. And then now I'm actually, with this pulse chain that's launching, we already got $5 million committed to be donated to that uh, medical research charity, 501c3 registered, which is pretty awesome. You know, it took me a long time to finally get around to promoting it, but now we're promoting it. Um, yeah, so I was just, you know, fooling around, reading the uh, Reddit, because, you know, that was popular back then. And I found that uh, somebody had sold their house for Bitcoin. I first heard about Bitcoin, it was less than a dollar. Then somebody had sold their house when Bitcoin was a dollar. I was like, man, that's stupid, fake money. What a dumb dumb. I'm a retired millionaire, right? Fake money, it didn't matter to me, right? So like, then I get, I read the Wired News article, what everybody else had, I really using it on a dark net for drugs and shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna blow up. Buy in, <laughs> buy the top, help make the top. I'm, I'm part of the reason $30 was the top. Wrote it right down to two. And it flash crashed a, a penny on uh, Mt. Gox, but they rolled the trades back. So with trades that didn't get rolled back, it, it, flat, it, it just traded down to $2 and I bought it at 30. So that sucked. Right. Like if you bought like a week before me or a week after me, you had like five times the money or five times the coins kind of sucks. So, you know, then it went up to 1300, then it went down to 266, then it went up to 20 K, then it went down to 3 K, then it went to 14, then it went to 38, now it went to 65, then it went to 30. This is a history of the Bitcoin chart. I got it memorized. I see myself in it. The certain price moves is me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, that's how I got in. I was mining full blocks in uh, Q1 2011. No pool. You didn't even have to include a fee to send Bitcoin. It was just free. You could send it with no fee. No one cared. So, you know, I, like, I've been mining from way back when. Way back when. What, what are your thoughts? What were your original thoughts on Bitcoin? Uh, and even, like, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum, I guess the main the, or the first two that most people like to talk about. What are your thoughts on those and how have they changed throughout the years? Well, I mean, everything they wanted to do, they just changed their mind. So originally, Bitcoin was going to be peer-to-peer -peer digital cash. Oops, that didn't work out. We meant programmable money. Oops, that didn't work out. Nobody, you can't even program an alarm clock with it. Can't even wake you up in the morning. Okay, well, good thing we got digital uh, gold because that actually did work and it's worth more. So, cool. Ethereum, unstoppable world computer. Oops, let's roll it back with the with the carbon vote. And that created Ethereum Classic and Ethereum, of which Ethereum is actually the fork, which is funny. Um, now, look, I like Ethereum, but I, I call it like it is. I mean, I even like Bitcoin, but I call it like it is, right? You want slow, old, no innovation, Bitcoin. You want, like, move fast, break things, but, like, just, it was, a, people just changed what it's about. Now people are like, oh, Ethereum's money. Wait a second, Vitalik said it shouldn't cost more than three cents. To, it shouldn't cost three, three cents to send a transaction. Sometimes it costs $50 to send a Ethereum transaction. What's going oh, that's on? That's a good day. Wait, wait, that's a good day, Richard. Hold on. Wait, that's, that's pretty uh, <laughs> Yeah. So like, it, you know, you, if something's up 4 million X in price, which Bitcoin roughly is now, and it was up 6.5 million X a couple months ago, you don't need to lie about what it does. That's enough. Being the highest performing asset in the history of man, that's enough. You don't got to lie about it and say, oh, there is no second place. There's a lot of second place. You want anonymity? You can't get it on Bitcoin. It's garbage. Tornado Cash uses ZK snarks. 
zero knowledge proofs, they're better than hoping that the ring signatures work when you're using like Samurai or Wasabi Wallet. Like, so there's just, who's a toolbox maximalist like where you just want your Phillips head screwdriver only? No, sometimes you need a nail, sometimes you need a hammer, sometimes you need a hex head, sometimes you need a flathead. It depends on what you're doing. You can't just say like Bitcoin's gonna do everything. It don't make no sense. People on Twitter saying, oh, Satoshi invented DeFi. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He invented Bitcoin. Why are you trying to, why are you trying to gaslight people? DeFi is not Bitcoin. They're two different things. But, but Pomp is out there literally gaslighting people, literally lying to people's faces. It's just disgusting. You have fool me on X. You don't got to lie. It's so stupid. So what led, I guess, to your thoughts to the creation of, uh, of Hex? You know, what made you say, I'm not seeing this being serviced in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other uh, token projects out there? What made you think of Hex? Well, if you want to replace the banks with their shitty hours and their shitty fees and the least choice you've ever had, the least convenience you've ever had, you got to replace all their products. And so what do people use at the bank? They use a checking account, barely ever. They use a savings account and they use time deposits. All right, what's a time deposit? It's just a savings account where they pay you extra interest. How much extra? They pay you about 20% extra interest for every extra year you lock. And where does the yield come from? How do they pay you that interest? From inflation. But I thought they lent your money out. No, they don't lend your money out. You just don't know how banks work. Oh, well, well, where's the money come from? Money comes from the government. You know, they print a lot of money all the time. Who do you think gets it? The banks get it. They lend it out for free. They keep your money as a liability, not an asset. It sits there and acts as a reserve that then they can go get a ton more money from the government and that actually gets lent out. They don't lend your money out because then it wouldn't count as a reserve, then they wouldn't be able to lend as much. So people are stupid. They don't understand how banks work. They think that when their money goes to the bank, it gets lent out and that's why they get interest. Nope, not what happens. Your money doesn't get lent out. And then they look at Hex and they go, oh, this can't be a CD. You don't, you don't lend the money out. Like neither does the bank. And where's the, where's the yield come from? Inflation, just like the bank, just like, you, just like Bitcoin. Where does the miners rewards come from? Bitcoin. And who gives it to them? They give it to themselves. They mint it themselves. Okay, where's the inflation of Hex come from? The stakers. And who gives it to them? They give it to themselves, just like Bitcoin. Here's the difference. In Bitcoin, miners get paid to pollute the environment. That's how they earn their money. Now, you want to make money on Bitcoin? Come on, Richard, stop it, stop it. Okay. I'm a miner. You're talking to a miner right now. You're talking to a so miner listen, to mine Bitcoin before you ever heard about it. I know so how it you're works. Saying, you're, you're right now, in 2021, you're saying by mining Bitcoin, it is bad for the environment. Yeah. I mean, so dog, come on. <laughs> is it worse than banks okay. and gold? Or is it just bad? It's just unnecessary, man. It's unnecessary. It's like if you go to the gym and you're like, I'm going to do 20,000 sit-ups today. Like, sure, you can do that, but you're not going to get any stronger. You're probably going to get rhabdos and destroy your body. you probably die of doing that. So you could do shit. It's unnecessary. This has a net negative externality to the world. Like, So, okay, why, why, do, why does Bitcoin exist? Censorship resistance. That's it. That's the only reason. Censorship resistance. That's the only reason you do blockchain. Blockchain is the slowest, most expensive database in the entire world. It's absolute dog shit. You write data to it, you got to keep checking that the data stays written, that it didn't get orphaned off or forked off. Sometimes you go to write to the database, you didn't include the right fee. You got to rewrite it again. As a developer, it's the absolute worst database in the entire fucking universe. The only reason... So, yeah, just to use Microsoft SQL. Or uh, MySQL. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Well, my thing sure. is, when are your outside of, outside this is my of, point. When are your thoughts, your sentiment on Bitcoin change? And then uh, I guess with, after that. Well, we uh, want to get to the destroying environment, no? Or you guys don't want to talk about it? No, yeah. no, both, both. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So if, if the only reason you use the world's most expensive, slowest, 
lowest throughput, shittiest database possible, which occasionally has to roll back the chain too. Bitcoin rolled back the chain in 2010. Bitcoin had two oh, inflation yeah. bugs where anyone could have minted as many free Bitcoin as they wanted. Two. One of them was caught by a Bitcoin Cash developer two years ago. He could have minted as many free Bitcoin as he wanted. And so could anyone that he told about it. So I tell the truth about this shit. And people are like, huh? Huh? Okay, so back to, back to the mining. If the only thing you care about is censorship resistance, do we have blockchains with proof of stake, delegated proof of stake, proof of authority, blah, 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 same shit. No, no proof of work. No burning electricity on SHA-256. Do they work? Are they having any problems? They ain't having no problems from the removal of proof of work. Shit works fine. So why the fuck are we doing it then? Why are we destroying the environment? Now let's talk about the environmental destruction. The majority of Bitcoin mining is from renewable energy. But guess what? There's still a shitload that's not. There's still a shitload that runs on coal. And even if, even if Bitcoin was 100% hydro, 100% renewable, you enriching a bunch of motherfuckers that just dumped the price. Bitcoin miners don't buy Bitcoin. They buy electricity, quote, pollution, and mining hardware from fucked up companies that don't want to talk to you and ain't in America. And what do they do with those Bitcoin that they get? They dump the fucking price to pay for the pollution. Now, how is that good for the world? How is that good for the price? How is that good to enrich them motherfuckers that don't want to talk to you? When's the last time a big-ass Bitcoin miner talked to you? He don't give a fuck about you. You can't even name two of them. Like You could say the same thing with gold miners back in the day. Like That's essentially how it worked, too. They use up energy and resources. They pick gold, and then they sold the gold to pay for all the energy and resources they were using to pick. Sure. Yeah, and then if you could get gold by just teleporting it out of the ground instead of fucking the earth up, that would be better, wouldn't it? And we got that now. Proof of stake, people used to not think proof of stake would work. But pro tip, that shit's been working fine for a long fucking many years now. Ain't no reason to pretend it don't work. Ain't no reason to enrich those mining motherfuckers to dump the price. Ain't no reason to enrich, uh, you know, the electricity companies. Ain't no, it ain't no reason to pay people to dump the fucking price. Hex solves this, by the way. Hex pays stakers to protect the price. Bitcoin pays miners to dump the price, which is why our price chart fucks it up. So Hex and Bitcoin is nearly the same shit. Nearly the same shit. What do we got? We got two decentralized databases on the internet that people have assigned value to. And what do they do? It allows you to transmit value 24 hours a day, cheaply, quickly, lol, in Bitcoin's case, lol, wait a few hours for a block sometimes. <laughs> That's good fun. And Ethereum is 13-second blocks, and Bitcoin is 10-minute blocks on average. That's a big-ass difference. And that ain't, that ain't just on paper. That's if you go to your exchange and you're like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deposit Ethereum, I'm going to deposit Bitcoin, you're going to be trading your Ethereum twice as quick. That's reality. It's obviously a superior product. You want to de-risk? You want to get into a stable coin? You and Bitcoin, you better beg an exchange. Please, I'm going to send you my coins. Please send me some stable coins back. And Ethereum, you just do it. No middlemen. Because the stablecoin is already on Ethereum. You don't need no bullshit exchange to rob so, you all your money. So, so go, to your, <clears throat> go ahead, Bitcoin. Zay. Well, I was going to ask, um, so is Hex, is Hex censorship resistant? Fuck yeah. But more than Bitcoin is. Way more than Bitcoin is. If you want to mine Ethereum, you could do that shit on a GPU, which you own. You own a GPU. You could do that. You want to mine Bitcoin? Start sucking middleman dick. <laughs> Ooh, foreign ass company. Don't speak English. Oh, please give me that SHA-256 miner. I want to destroy the environment with it. And, and Suck Antonio it. clip it. We got Suck it. that shit. <laughs> so a bunch of people that's all about freedom and shit, sucking middleman dick to beg for them ASIC miners. So wait, Proof, I'm with you on the ASIC miners for sure. I'm yeah, ASIC kind of 
mess up the game at first. But when you're talking proof of, proof of stake, is there an unfair advantage to people with more money when you're talking proof of stake? If, if, if depends all on how three it's of designed. Us to... It depends on okay, how it's designed. So okay. for instance, Pulse Chain uses a system whereby you can delegate your stake. So I'm, if y'all probably y'all probably don't know this, but I'm forking Ethereum and you get all the ERC twenties, all of them. So if you like your ERC twenties, you like your NFTs, guess what? You getting a new set. Oh, you like your shit coins, you like shit coins, you getting those too. You getting just about every damn coin that's on Ethereum. There's gonna be ten thousand new coins coming in the world next couple months. I mean, we're gonna have the sacrifice phase and hopefully days, and then we're gonna have the mainnet launch forty five or sixty days. And we've already our developers are so good that their code, some of it, has already been adopted into mainstream Geth Ethereum client, which ninety percent of the miners use. Ninety percent of the whole network uses Geth. And our commits have already been accepted there to fix some things they had wrong. So my devs are badass and this shit's going good. Like we, so what do we solve? Proof of work on Ethereum. They still pay miners to dump the price. They still doing that. Now they're trying to build out of it by building Ethereum 2.0. A lot of extra tax surface. A lot of people going to lose money trying to figure out what's wrong with it. You got to have 32 Ethereum to mine it. If your computer goes down or has a bit flip from a cosmic ray hitting the CPU, you're going to lose money. You're going to get slashed. So you got to have uptime, you got to manage servers, you got to have 32 ETH to play. That network doesn't even exist yet. Okay, well, what's better? Well, what's better is what we got. What we got and oh, they're not going to give you new copies of all your coins. They're not going to double your stack. Well, we're going to do all that. So you can get double your stacks. You're going to get proof of stake instead of proof of work. You're going to be able to delegate it to other people, make percentage of the fees. We burn 25% of the fees, help make the price go up. Because blockchain is only as useful as it's valuable, usually. As a matter of fact, it's actually factual that a blockchain is only useful if it's valuable because if it's not valuable, then you don't have any security because the, the, the miners are paid to secure the network. So you do need And value. from a technical perspective, I agree with you. I see what you're saying, but because of the irrational investing, I would have to disagree only because people could potentially invest in a pancake swap that was supposed to be a copy of uh, Sushi and Uniswap, right? And then that becomes a popular a protocol and platform to use, whereas it's not maybe the most valuable one technically, would you say? I think pancake swaps worth several billion dollars. So I don't know what you mean. I mean, well, as far as the code itself, when we first looked at the code, a lot of the code was directly copied from Uniswap. Yeah, that's what open source is, dog. You, you villainize no, it, for sure. that's how it works. <laughs> like that's, how, that's all right. What... Okay, so all right. Well, if we all just make the same projects, if, if I make hex version two, except with a wallet that doesn't have or, and this is why I actually want to ask well, you about how much that original wallet does have uh -huh. or is able to attain. If I make a hex version two, with say that wallet only being able to hold 5% or 10%, uh -huh. would that still be the exact same project or would it be more valuable? Well, first of all, a few things. One, you get to choose what license you release your software under and no license is a choice. And if you issue it under no license, it means no one can do shit with your code. Uniswap V2 used, I believe, the... Apache license, but it might have been the new license, which allowed anyone to do whatever they wanted. And then they saw people copying their shit, and then they changed the license. So Pancake Swap and Quick Swap and all these various fucking swaps forked Uniswap V2 because it was licensed for doing so. Hex is not licensed for doing that. You have no license to copy Hex, none whatsoever. You'd be breaking a law. It's illegal. Is all the code open source? Fuck no. In Hex, none of the code is open source. None of it. Absolutely none. All rights reserved. You can't copy shit, but that's okay. Other people have written their own shit from scratch to try to do it. Let me show you their chart. 
Every fucking time they try it. Every yeah. time they try it, this shit goes down, 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 down. So what am I looking at on a GitHub for it? I saw some code. It was like twenty. We don't even fucking. We don't even use GitHub, dog. <laughs> like, no, well, no, we a, use GitLab, uh, but like or GitLab. Uh, so, me. Yeah, it says GitLab. it in the description on the top right. It's like we do not use this. If you want to see the source code, go to EtherScan. Because here's another thing, man. Like when you when you go into the GitHub, that don't mean a fucking thing. Okay, that's some code. Cool. Now show me what's on the blockchain. Because most right, of the time, right. that that's shit what, don't and That's match. what I was asking you about. So that's what yeah. I'm attempting to ask you about. Is I yeah, was yeah. saying, just go to hex.com/dev or hexcot.com/techspecs. You're going to be able to read the audits. You're going to be able to see the hash of the contract. You can see that it matches the bytecode on a network. You're going to see we've had three audits. Bitcoin says zero. We've had two security audits, an economics audit. Who the fuck has an economics audit? We have that shit. Bitcoin don't have that. Barely anybody has that. So we have 100% uptime. Everybody else's shit is down all the time. We have 100% perfect function. Everybody else is getting rug pulled and hacked left and right. We are a superior product designed by superior intelligence people to get superior results. And that's exactly what we're getting. We have so features no one else has. Comment section. Uh, Leroy is saying, I'm just being real. I honestly came to listen, observe, and learn. I'm still not convinced as to why I should invest in Hex. I'm not understanding. I don't give a fuck if you buy Hex. Is viability. I, if you if you don't buy hex, you're gonna look at that chart for the rest of your life and cry like a bitch that you missed right, it. Right, but Richard, for educational purposes, we're like I said, we're here to have. Well, a I mean, I'm st I'm still talking about Bitcoin. I haven't even got to hex, man. I haven't okay, even told okay. you guys what it does. <laughs> like, well, well, I mean, that's why we're, we're yeah. He don't want to buy it. He doesn't know what the fuck it even does. I didn't even I didn't even mention the URL. Like, I mean, for sure, for we'll sure, get to it. Okay, all right. So you want to stay on Bitcoin for a while? Well, it's just I mean I don't want to. You guys are smart. You ask good questions. I want to make sure we wrap up each one and then we don't just lose one, right? So we got... That's fair. We got, fair. did we... Can we get censorship resistance, which is the only fucking thing a blockchain is useful for, with proof of stake instead of proof of work? Yes. You asked, one of you asked, is it unfair that somebody could run away with all the mining power? And I said, okay, well, Pulse Chain solves this. Here's how it solves it. Because you are delegating your proof of stake to people who are going to reward you for doing so, now you create a system where the people that are most efficient can give you back the highest percent. And who's most efficient? The person that has the least stake. So the person that has the least amount of stake to get into the validator set can offer the largest rewards to people. And then that creates one, competition for efficiency, and two, that there's not a winner take all runaway. The biggest guy gets to continue to be the biggest guy forever until there's just one guy. So we've already solved that, like, there's only gonna be one minor bullshit. And by the way, even if we fucking hadn't, even if we hadn't, when's the last time you seen a giant ass chain shoot itself in the head because it was centrally controlled? It's like Amazon centrally, Amazon is the most centrally controlled shit possible. You ever seen him put a gun to AWS and be like, yo, fuck, fuck our golden egg. Let's kill this shit just for a laugh and shoot AWS in the head. People I was going to bring that point up about the project as well, too, for sure. People on a blockchain, they just dream that decentralization makes everything better. It fucking doesn't. Decentralization is hugely inefficient, which is why vertical integration outcompetes it in every fucking area of business imaginable, including ownership. The most successful endeavors in the entire world, including fucking countries, are controlled by a very, very small group of people. Family, controlled by a small group of people. Government, controlled by a small group of people. How many people could nuke the whole world right now? Eight dudes, total. And how many people own all the Bitcoin? 42% since 2,000 wallets. Oh, but those are exchanges. and it's blah, blah. No, bitch, not your keys, not your coins. 42% of the coins are in fucking 2,000 wallets. 
And I bet you a lot of them wallets is owned by the same motherfuckers. There's a lot less than 2,000 actual people in control of that shit. So is Hex decentralized? Hell yes. Does it have better uptime than everything else? Hell yes. Yo, y'all gonna y'all gonna change Bitcoin, gonna add Taproot. That's cool. But every once in a while, when you guys change the nodes and fuck around, you introduce an inflation bug that anyone can mint as many free coins as they want. Oops. You can't have that shit in Hex. Our consensus code is locked and isolated and modular. You can't accidentally fuck it up. It's a superior software. It's just hilarious to me. People don't get it. Like, they don't even, they don't so even you understand. Do you think there's any use case for Bitcoin any longer? Sure. It sounds like you don't even like Bitcoin yeah. at all at this point. Well, okay, look, Bitcoin has the most liquidity and it has the most television presence and it's a gateway drug. Michael Saylor was shit talking Bitcoin in 2013 saying it was going to go just like internet gambling and go to fucking zero. That was Michael Saylor. He didn't like Bitcoin when it was, you know, four digits. He didn't like Bitcoin in the thousands. But he fucking loved it at 10,000, 10x higher when he bought the shit out of it. Now, he's a good shill. Michael Saylor's a good shill. And Michael Saylor brings a lot of fucking money to Bitcoin. And a lot of that money that comes into Bitcoin goes other places like Hex and Ethereum and other places. So I love what Michael Saylor does. Fuck yeah. You, you're doing a thousand, you can do a billion dollar raise to go borrow a billion dollars to buy Bitcoin. Good on you, brother. Good on you. I think you're making the bull trap. Good on you. I think we can go down to 10K. You're going to feel stupid not buying there. But hey, you want to make a nice fucking bull trap now? I'm ready for it. Let's go. So I respect what he does. I respect what he does. I expect the money he brings. I respect the shilling that he does. And now he just for the first time, maybe yesterday, said, oh, you know, there's, there's room for other things like, you know, Ethereum. Ethereum's going to replace the, the Goldman Sachs of the world. Oh, so he said a nice thing about Ethereum yesterday. That's nice. And it won't be long till he's saying nice things about Hex. Because you want to replace banks, you got to replace their products. What product in crypto? What product in cryptocurrency replaces a time deposit? What product in cryptocurrency monetizes time and pays you more for longer? Hex. Hex does that. Does Bitcoin do that? Nope. Does Ethereum do that? Nope. It's so, like Ethereum's trying to copy shit Hex is doing. Oh, you guys are trying to pay people to lock their coins up and stake them. Oh, that's funny. Hex already does that. But so you guys I actually was going to ask you about that too. And that's why I asked you about the code itself. What would I are you does that worry you at all as a co-founder of a project, not just this project, but say this post chain comes out and then someone else says, hey, let's make another post chain. What if that becomes the theme? Uh, are you I don't about fuck this? with dog. I don't fuck with open source software. I will only open source some shit if I have to. So like Why our don't valid, because how does it benefit the world? How did how did it benefit Uniswap, as you say, for SushiSwap to come and vampire attack their ass? And duct tape well, you just said point. it yourself that it just showed more value. It's a different thing. I mean, it made they made it open source, right? Yeah, if you're a kumbaya motherfucker and you think the world gets better by other people jacking your shit, good for you. Good for you. Well, no, that was but my I'm point not. with Pancake Swap. Wait, 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 that was my point with Pancake Swap. And it, the value, is it real value or is it just value because it literally copied somebody else's code and stole market share? That was my point with Pancake Swap right there. No, but they don't steal market share. They're two well, different okay, networks. PancakeSwap runs on BSC, not ETH. Right. They, they two different networks. If you, that is true. You need a motherfucking Uniswap. It, like, look, dog, Uniswap is 20 plus percent of the usage of Ethereum. So it's probably 20% or more of the value of Ethereum. Now, it's unfortunate they duct taped on a shitcoin. It has absolutely no relationship to the fucking project at all called Uni. That ain't got not a goddamn motherfucking thing to do with the project. Not at all. But it just duct taped it on, got instantly Airdrop. listed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they duct taped it on. They're like, yo, we got a fully, we're better than Bancorp because Bancorp got a $150 million raise and we did better than them with $100,000. Agree. We love it. Oh, we pop Ethereum because we didn't have a shit going. Okay, we agree. Love it. 
Dun, dun, dun. Actually, you know what the market wants? It wants you to duct tape on a shit coin. And zip, 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 uni. Duct tape right the fuck on. Doesn't have shit to do with the project. You a uni holder, do you make any money on fees? No. You a uni holder, you make any money on anything at all in regards to the motherfucking Uniswap project? Nope. They just duct tape that shit right on. It's an affinity token. And people love it. Uh, they love their fucking fake ass. Doesn't have shit to do with shit tokens. Oh, you got a picture of a dog as your logo? Richest man in the world gonna buy you up. That's how fucked up the world we live in is. Oh, you got a serial number loosely related to a JPEG? Oh, we're gonna pay you a million dollars for that, that shit. And then, the, then the JPEG stops getting hosted. And then what do you got? You're like, what the fuck is this, man? You bought a, you bought a million dollar JPEG. You didn't even get the rights to the fucking IP. They could just go issue another one tomorrow. You stupidest motherfucker alive. I hope all that NFT shit goes to zero. You know what? All right, zero I brought, go, go I brought zero. the article up. I have to ask you about it really quick. We don't need to dig too deep into it, but CNN uh, selling historic news moments as NFTs. Is this like the new blockchain stimulus it's disgusting. package? Like, Dog, you think disgusting. NFTs are going to be done, done and dead for in no time? You could look if you could sell NFTs to unsuspecting people and victimize them. Okay, I guess you can make money doing that shit. But if you want to do wholesome, good, honest things like replace banks, you ain't doing that with no motherfucking NFTs. It's like selling kids loot crates. You're getting kids addicted to motherfucking slot machines, but you pretending it ain't a slot machine. You pretending it ain't fucking Las Vegas. A loot crate is motherfucking gambling for children. And an NFT is motherfucking gambling for grown-up children. You collecting, uh, like, it's, it's unbearable. Imagine if when Bitcoin launched and this shit was a, a dollar when I seen it. But I bought it at 30, mined it at 50 cents. It was 50 cents when I was mining it, which is funny. It fucking dropped so hard. Um, imagine how dumb I would feel if I had bought a motherfucking serial number loosely related to a JPEG that I had no intellectual property rights to instead of Bitcoin. I could have bought part of a world-changing innovation. It went up 6.5 million X. But instead, I bought a motherfucking JPEG, kind of. So stupid, man. People throwing their futures away. Disgusting. Bridge your heart on NFTs. There you go, folks. Um, and it's funny you said because uh, some people would call NFTs the big, the big S word. They would say that's the big scam because you are giving your money up for a JPEG instead of uh, actual crypto or Bitcoin. And, so. it, and the funny thing is, like, we're being we're being generous saying you're buying a JPEG. You ain't even buying a JPEG. You could buy intellectual property, right? Like you could you could buy you could go to a stock photo. You can go to alami.com. And you can fucking buy yourself a nice ass image from the person who created it and have the rights to it. Now it's yours. Just like people bought the rights to Michael Jackson's music or bought the rights to the Beatles. You could buy rights to intellectual property. And in general, NFT ain't got a goddamn thing to do with that. And if y'all NFT bros like your NFTs, Pulse Chain gonna give you a copy of all the same shit. Enjoy it. Have fun. Oh, you there love you NFTs? Guess what, bitch? Twice as many. There you go. Have fun. All right, I definitely want to deep dive into Hex now because I want to talk about Pulse Chain as well. Uh, right. Not too, too much time on Pulse Chain, but I'm definitely interested in it. That seems to be a lot of Hexkins are throwing at me in the chat comments. Uh, all right, so Hex, your own words. Again, you know, hey, I'm a dumb investor. CDs, you can store your money on Hex. How much does this original wallet have? How, what are the inner workings I need to know about as an investor when you tell me Hex? Well, I mean, look, let's be serious. If you have to understand something before you buy it, your ass going to get left behind because the world is too complicated. You can't understand all these things. You just can't. I'm a fucking expert, and every day I'm having to learn more because you're like, it's, the shit's grown too quick. 
so I don't care how smart you are. There's going to be parts of the stack you do not understand. For real. Like, I could start confusing you with Bud's words and shit. I'm not sure how useful it would be. But, okay, fuck it. I'll confuse you with some. What do blockchains do? They do transaction ordering. Who does the transaction ordering? Miners. Okay, so when you have decentralized exchanges, can miners affect the prices of things by affecting the order the transactions are executed? Yes, they can. Can they inject their own transactions to take advantage of that? Yes, they can. What's it called? Miner extracted value. Does, does Bitcoin have miner extracted value? Not really, because no one fucking uses it for anything interesting. There's two functions of Bitcoin, mine or send. And that's it. That's all you can do with it. Mine it or send it. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's it. You can kind of time lock it, but most people don't do that shit because then you just can't use your money. And, and you know, it doesn't pay you yield. So in Ethereum, how do you solve miner extracted value? Well, some guys created some shit called flash bots. Now, most people are stupid and confuse that with flash loans. They got nothing to fucking common, nothing. But stupid people think they have shit in common, so I have to educate them. So what do Flashbots do? You, instead of submitting your transaction to the public network with a bid to get your shit front run and put into a block, you use a private network to talk to the miners. And the miners run something called MEV geth instead of normal geth. And then they can make outsized returns by also getting yield from these private network of transactions. So you submit a bundle of encrypted transactions and then the software orders which bundles you'll accept, which can't get front run because you don't know what's in them, unless a block gets orphaned, which is shitty. But I'm not going to get so deep with you. So it's like a package. They order them in packets, I'm assuming. Yeah. So it gets yeah. it gets bundled into a bundle, and then it shows you this is the amount of Ethereum you'll make per a, a kilobyte of space. And then you just accept the packets. And then that shit doesn't work sometimes. When a packet gets accepted, released to the mainnet, and then it gets orphaned out, and then a motherfucker can attack what was inside it. And then you can get hacked like that a little bit. So, you know, you was trying to sandwich somebody and fuck them over by buying before them. And then their order hits and then sell right after them. It's called a sandwich attack. And you defeat it with setting like a 0.5% limit because it's a 0.3% fee. So if you have to pay a 0.3 to get in, a 0.3 to get out, you're down 0.6. So at a 0.5, you should stop most sandwich attacks. Most people don't know none of this shit I'm talking about. This might as well be alien fucking moon speak. Bitcoiners eyes be glazed over like what's going on it's just like when they met Bitcoin for the first time it's a whole new fucking world so talking about flash bots flash loans flash loans by the way it means you could borrow as much money as you want as long as you pay it back at the end of the transaction so you could do arbitrage you could do this buy this sell this da 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 and as long as it ends up a profit the shit will go through and you don't have to have any money to play just enough to pay for the gas so if you see an arbitrage opportunity you could take out a flash loan execute that arbitrage get rich as fuck and it gets paid back at the end. And if it doesn't work and the arbitrage doesn't work, you can't lose money. It'll just revert the transaction. It'll be like, yeah, it didn't work. And you just lost the money on the gas. That's what flash loans does. And a lot of these attacks you see in DeFi are people using flash loans. But it's not a flash loan's problem. Flash loan can't do a single thing that a whale can't do. A whale don't need to borrow the money from a flash loan. He's already got the money. So, so people, people try and like, they don't understand how much I know about shit. I'm like expert marketer expert like so many things like and I, i'm the one that gave millions of dollars of free money to bitcoiners how many other bitcoiners gave bitcoiners millions of dollars of free money motherfucking like nobody like i did this shit right i mean so like the amount of respect i should get is like this big 
and the amount of respect I get from the Bitcoin community is like. Well, hold on, like Richard. That. Hold on. I got to stop you there. Tom Brady, the GOAT, didn't get his respect on another Super Bowl run. So we're, there you, you and I both, no one else will get it if Tom Brady, the GOAT, doesn't get it. Okay. But apparently, Vitalik's <laughs> still a scammer, too. So if Vitalik don't get no goddamn respect, I ain't going to get no respect from the Bitcoiners, man. That's just That's how fine. it is. You're like, all right. All right, so I have to ask, this original, what's the deal with, is it the, whatever you want to call it, whether it's the origin contract, mm -hmm. the main contract, yep. what is the deal with Hex having a contract mm -hmm. and it possibly having up to 50% of the value or something locked in? You explain mm -hmm. to me, I don't know, what's going on with that? Well, I mean, uh, you ever start a company? Uh, yes, and I'm with you. The people who started should have be, be paid for. They should be definitely taken care of Hold for on a starting a company. You want to make money on something you invented? That's disgusting. No, for sure. What? Right. right. I mean, that sounds capitalist. I thought shit should be socialist, where you just give away all your shit for a bunch of dumbass motherfuckers that don't deserve nothing. Just give them all that shit. No, no. I'm with why you do you deserve page? nothing? Just because you invented it. I mean, you know. Now, sure, I'm now with with you the same sure. Now, when Bitcoin started, how much percentage of the supply he had? One hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Satoshi had a hundred percent. Okay, so like year two, how much he had? Fifty percent. You're like, okay, well, how'd that work out? It worked out real good. As a matter of fact, let me tell you how good it worked out. When Bitcoin inflated the most and had the most centralized ownership was also when the price went up the most. Crazy. Because isn't that like the exact opposite of what all the dumbass plebs think? Huh. Well, let me think. What are some other really good investments historically? Amazon, Facebook, Google, Tesla. How's the motherfucking ownership percent in those things going? Massively centralized. Huh. Wait a second. So everything worth buying in the whole fucking world has massively centralized as fuck ownership? Including Bitcoin, I might add. Hmm. Let's start let's start naming motherfuckers that own a percent of Bitcoin. Ready? Winklevi twins. Michael Saylor. Grayscale. The Chinese government when they fucking uh, jacked the plus token Ponzi. No, no, EOS, I'm, block one. I'm with you, but uh, as far as the Hex project, like, so is that the deal? Yeah, centralized, centralized ownership is absolutely amazing for price because the richest fuck whale guy never has to sell, but the broke pleb people that ain't never been rich before, it's their first time, sell like fuck. So did you see me post a, a picture of my new house? No. Did you see people on, because I don't have one. Do you see people on uh, Twitter tweeting about how they sold Hex to get a new house? Yes, and I retweeted them. So people are buying houses with their Hex gains. I ain't buying no motherfucking house. People are buying max spec Lamborghinis with their Hex gains. People are buying fishing boats and trucks and campers and you fucking name it. I'm seeing Hex gains buy all kinds of shit. I got less shit. I got a million dollars of watches and I didn't sell Hex to get them. Well, you know, when it comes to that, too, um, just to be clear, as far as where I stand on that, a, I, I do think developers should definitely be taken care of regardless on every project. I think the fact that they have to even think about being taken care of is what actually could detract from the uh, going through the finish line of that project, because now they're thinking about money instead of the project itself. But as far as the 50 the percent thing, this is why when I finally started looking into hacks, started mm -hmm. seeing some of the interviews and at least hearing some of your answers before you got cut off by some of the interviewers. I was like, all right, guys, it actually is not a scam. Like, it's not a scam, per, and as I put per se, it's like, it's not a scam in the sense that the code, if the code's a code and the code works, then that's the code. And even if a person had 50% in one wallet, worst case scenario, they all dumped the entire wallet on the same day. That doesn't mean the code will stop working itself also. It just means there's more supply on hand at that time. 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong at this part. Yes, this part. You, you're wrong on this part. You, all right, tell me. So, go ahead. What's going on? I love this interview, and I think you're asking all the right questions, and the tonality is absolutely fantastic. You have in your brain a cognitive bias that makes you think that you understand what's good for price. But the real world doesn't operate the way that you think it does. So I'm going to point this out super clearly to try and make you a better speculator and a better analysis of market. At this point, don't be wrong because you, you put that on me. So be so, right. So <laughs> people look at centralization of ownership because they are afraid of dumps. Is there any other reason you give a fuck? Because you just quoted like, oh, you know, hey, if no, everybody for sure. sells. No, for sure. Okay. All right. I'm, right. I'm looking at it from okay. a retail training point of view we go. as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we agree on that. We agree on the premise. I understand your position well. Okay. How many times? Okay. Is Bitcoin's ownership decentralized? Fully decentralized? No, because like you said, there are people with large amounts and smaller wallets. Okay. Or, me, can there's, we, there's wallets can we say amount. that it's the most decentralized of any cryptocurrency? I would say with the amount of people on the network, yes. I can't I say this by you. and large out of all cryptos out there. I don't know all the projects. I would agree with I you. I look, I would say it's, the, it's been around the longest. Yeah. And so it has the most wallets installed. I think it's the most widely distributed. Now, so now we've got the most widely distributed cryptocurrency in the, in the fucking history of mankind. Now tell me now how it doesn't dump because of that. Because Bitcoin doesn't you, dump because it's decentralized ownership, right? No whales, right? No, it dumps like a motherfucker. Dumps 85% every three or four years. Flash crashes all the fucking time, depending on what exchange you're on. Dumped fucking 65% in two fucking weeks for COVID. So what happened to my decentralized ownership stopping dumps? Because if the decentralized ownership don't stop dumps, what motherfucking good is it? When we don't have decentralized ownership in anything else. We don't. There ain't no other successful thing in the whole fucking world got decentralized ownership, including the United States of America. The 1% of people own half the shit. Seems to work just motherfucking fine. But people wish it wasn't so. They wish and they hope and they dream because they're little closet socialists that by sticking their thumb up their ass and being last in like Michael Saylor, yo, I didn't want to buy when Richard bought at motherfucking 30 and I didn't want to mine when Richard mined. He wanted to talk shit in 2013. He wants to come and buy my bags at fucking 40000 that's what he wants to do. And he thinks he's, he thinks he bought the fucking bottom. <laughs> Michael, you didn't buy the bottom. How many other Elon Musk you got in your back pocket, dog? How many other world's richest men you got to pump the fucking price? Even he bailed out. Even he said, we ain't buying no more. And by the way, the shit that Elon Musk did was scammy as fuck. You want to talk about scamming? Elon Musk is a rocket scientist. This motherfucker knows Bitcoin wastes electricity. He bought that shit silently. Then said it was great, pumped it, then dumped it, just testing liquidity, dog. Oh, and then, by the way, this shit's actually horrible. I ain't accepting it for cars no more. He, he fucking did that. He, I, said, I said that yesterday on the show. And actually, I uh, want to give a quick shout out to Power 357 Radio. I was on their radio show last night. Shout out to Power 357 Radio. But uh, we were talking Elon, and I said the exact same thing. I was like, you all don't think he didn't look at the environmental effects before he invested it. You are crazy. Like, come on, guys. He you pumped gotta be and crazy. dumped that shit. And he's still fucking around. He's still fucking around he, tweeting shit coins. People are going to lose their hey, life savings you see, on it. Like he it's he a pulled joke. off on Saturday Night Live. The government was like, go ahead and do it, boy, if you want to. He was like, I'm going to go ahead and relax. I'm not saying nothing about nothing on Saturday Night Live. He pulled off before it was too late.
Uh, he's he's fucking around with people's life savings and he don't realize that shit man so i get what you're saying you're saying hey dumps happen we've seen them in bitcoin it will not destroy the price now one thing i, I well, will have to say is i well, disagree with how we see it in the real world where yeah one percent do own half of everything and no that does not work actually uh it works for the one percent i would say it doesn't work for the overwhelming majority now with that being said i don't show agree me where it works 1%. better show me where it's ever worked better I get you. It's it always has. been like this. This is what I'm talking about. Mean- it's the feelings versus the reality. The feelings make you think decentralized ownership's good. The reality's like, nah, that socialism and the shit fails terribly. No, no, no. I said I was gonna say that. I'm not going socialism. I think whatever you at, get, receive, steal, however you get whatever you have, is yours. You earned it. You should keep it. That doesn't mean that it works. <laughs> if it's if there's only one percent of the people doing it and the other ninety nine percent aren't benefiting, that means it's not working. But, no, but uh, you can't prevent it. If you redistributed the wealth of the entire world equally across everyone, the dumb motherfuckers is gonna get broke quick and the rich motherfuckers oh, yeah. is gonna get rich quick well, again. Listen, every you'll time. be rich again, other people will be rich again, and other people will be broke again. And, for sure. And you can't solve that shit, man. You can't. The only way to solve it, the only way to solve it is the rising tide lifts all ships. Look, the richer is gonna get richer, the poor is gonna get poorer. But everyone's gonna get richer. If you a poor motherfucker now, you still got a smartphone. Lucky you, bitch. That shit didn't exist twenty fucking years ago. Congrats. You flying airplanes, you doing all types of shit that seemed impossible two hundred years ago. You doing that shit. You can have sex without having kids. Lucky you. That shit didn't exist two hundred years ago, man. You know, like so the pullout game had to be a lot better back then. Oh man! All right, listen. This is a family-friendly <laughs> show. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so I had to ask you this uh, serious question here, Richard. Coming down, this was this was yeah. some of the things people were saying in your sure. interviews. When yeah, you were yeah. but yeah, let's comics. let's do that OA shit. Let's do that OA shit. Okay. Okay. Cool. So so what I'm trying to say is like y'all motherfuckers that think decentralized ownership is good for shit. Ethereum dropped 95 percent since it had a fucking good market. Hex didn't. Bitcoin dropped 85 percent every three or four fucking years. Introduced inflation bugs. Anybody come buy free coins whenever the fuck they want every once in a while. By the way, Bitcoin's not the only one that did that shit. XLM had an inflation bug. Ravencoin had an inflation bug. Monero had an inflation bug. Bitcoin had an inflation bug. I could go down the motherfucking list. Hex is better than goddamn everything out there. But motherfuckers don't read. So origin address. Okay. Origin address got half of the supply during the launch phase. Then it would send to addresses that would stake big ass, long ass stakes. Well, that's awesome, right? Founder won't dump on you, right? Assuming that was a founder, whatever the fuck you get the idea. Nobody knows who owns it, which is an advantage because if people- We'll talk about it, I got you. If people give money to a comma pool with the expectation of profit solely from the work of others, that might be a security. And a security is a regulated activity where you gotta get licensed and you gotta have an S1 and you can't sell it to anybody you want. It's a motherfucking nightmare, which is why so many people do what are called exemptions from public securities offerings like Regulation D and private placements and I could go down all to Reg A plus and list you a whole motherfucking episode on securities law, but that shit don't matter. What matters is do people get what the fuck they paid for and what they paid for is awesome. That's what matters. And so the SEC's job is to help people from getting scammed. They don't want people to get scammed. And how do they do that? By trying to make people give disclosures and, and be more honest and just do better shit. And I support that and I respect that. And I think what the SEC does is try to help people's fucking lives. It's a good thing. Because I've seen a lot of scams in crypto, and I wish. No, SEC no, don't be nice up. now. No, hell no, Richard. Don't start being nice now. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Yo, dog. Keep people getting Keep scammed left and right. People getting scammed left and right. Who out there is actually trying to fucking stop it from happening? I try. I yell. I scream. In the crypto? No one listens. Yeah, you guys, me, some other people. But you know, the fa- the problem with us and the problem with the SEC and everybody else is they can only act after the fact. 
That's true. And that then all true. the money's already gone and they don't get it back. So how do you prevent people from getting scammed if this post facto enforcement shit don't help? And by the way, enforcement don't work in countries that have bad enforcement. Like if they can't, if you're in a country where you can't stop people from getting killed, good luck stopping them from getting scammed because you should put murder first, right? So what actually works is to have a superior project with superior marketing that triggers the same little, oh, I want in shit, right? Triggers the same FOMO, but gets people into something that's truly trustless. No admin keys, 100% uptime, honest, on-chain exchange. You can see who's buying, you can see who's selling. You can see when they're gonna sell in the future because of the expiring stake chart, which no other cryptocurrency in the world has. It's amazing, innovative, awesome, helps people not get scammed, helps people not trade, helps people not sell to bottom. How many people bought Bitcoin at a dollar and didn't make shit because they sold it to? A ton. A ton. Heck solves all these fucking problems. So back to the origin address. Origin address, got 50% of the supply, used to send to other addresses that would then make huge stakes. Well, what's the problem with that? When you make stakes and hex, it burns the coins and they don't count as circulating anymore. So the market cap goes down. What else happens? Reduces everybody else's payouts because they were getting a bunch of shares, which makes it hard for everybody else to get shares. Oh shit. Well, so maybe if you care about the long-term viability of the project and you care about on-ramping users during the critical mass virality snowball phase, you want to have a much higher APY to get people in and you want to have a much higher market cap to show up on some ranking sites. And so nobody really knows, nobody really knows, but it would appear that the origin address has sent its coins to other addresses, which are now getting the shit diluted out of them by allowing everyone else to make 40% APY a year on average, while it gets fucking nothing sitting liquid so that everyone else can have a higher payout and the fucking market cap can be higher. And by the way, there's never been any hint or chain analysis ever that has shown that the origin address has ever sold a single coin, not one. Now I'll show you Victalik selling Ethereum. I'll show you fucking- no, I got you. Like, we, we, so it's the best shit. It, it defends the fucking network. It, and let's say there's a fork. Somebody does some illegal fork shit. This address, if it wanted to, could dump the shit out of the fork. Now technically the origin address doesn't have shit for supply anymore, but it did send to other addresses and they have supply and who knows what they might be or controlled by if humans control them or fucking machines or aliens, nobody knows. You know, it could defend the network against an attack of that form. So it increases APY, it increases market cap, and it protects against forks, and it's never sold a fucking coin. And so you're just like, sounds pretty awesome. It sounds like a feature, not not a bug. <clears throat> uh, I definitely like that about uh, Hex in and of itself, especially that origin dress you talked about. Want to jump on a quick article. You mentioned it at the beginning. We had to talk about this. Mark Cuban was hit by uh, the Titan crypto uh, crash as coin price falls near to zero. For those who didn't hear, yesterday Iron Finance's Titan token fell to near zero in DeFi panic sale. I did lose some Satoshis on that as well. Not a lot. It was actually profit from another uh, DeFi um, uh, protocol I was on. I literally just wrote it over to Iron to see if it was going to work there as well. And I could not turn down that 500,000 APY. We knew that was a bunch of BS, right? But we had to go ahead and see how it was going to work. I'm glad I actually did it too. Uh, I haven't been hacked or scammed or been a part of a rug pull in years. Uh, so this was actually pretty good to see <laughs> it happen in real time and to see it happen to other people and to see it happen to people like Mark Cuban is on here. I mean, you literally have the likes of Mark Cuban. This is my point, people. 
<laughs> I, I can talk about it. Look, trust me, if I lost enough, I wouldn't be talking about it. I'd be hurt today. I'd be sick. I'd probably call a day off. Uh, but it, like I said, it literally was just a few Satoshi, so it wasn't anything crazy. If Mark Cuban's making the news for it, he lost some money in it, okay? He, he lost some. He Go said ahead. that he avoided the rug pull. Oh, did he avoid he the rug out. pull? He said that he saw the TVL going up too high, so he pulled out. It sounds maybe, good for the Maybe news. he was in on that shit. Maybe. I mean, you know, his, like, his, his address is public, so we should be able to see what. But even if he avoided the rug pull by removing the two sides of liquidity, he still got fucked up on the one side. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he put, oh, you put up your shit coin and then some other coin, and then you pull both. Okay, fine. You didn't get rug pulled that way, but you got rug pulled the other way. Well, this half ain't got no value no more. So he still got fucked, in my opinion. I mean, he didn't say he divested of the other half that he pulled. Um, For his name to be in that headline, he 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 got the bed in the stick. Period. I feel like like that should not be a. A headline for a you, billionaire like what are you doing man dog, so many other pro <laughs> people don't realize like they look at these apys and they don't even understand how the fuck they work you people don't understand like dog i'm willing to bet that you don't actually understand what happens with liquidity farming man i bet hey, you don't understand how it actually go educate me i'm not okay. in a dick swing contest okay. tell me what that what happens i have a pretty good understanding but hey go ahead and educate me if I didn't like you, I'd be grilling you on like what is in permanent loss right now and leaving that uncomfortable silence. But I like you, so I ain't gonna do that shit. Oh, leave it. Well, if you did, act like you don't like me. Okay. What are you talking about? All Come right, on, man. So, man, tell me, <laughs> tell me what you know about impermanent loss. Yeah, impermanent loss. If the price change is going either way in either direction, positive or negative, on the coins that you're actually using, it can affect the actual trade or the actual MLP that you're stake or I won't say staking, but the liquidity you're providing. So yeah, that actually can jack it up. If you have impermanent loss and you try to pull it out, you lose a lot of money. I was just talking to our crowd go. about that, about nice. Polygon. You do know about I, I it. Nice. There you go. So respect, yeah, respect, Matic. When Matic went up, I, I doubted your skills. Fuck. You got skills. I like it. Yeah, come on, Richard. Come so on. I gave you some respect. Give me some respect, man. Well, you earning it, man. You earning that <laughs> shit right live with everybody, man. You earn it with me. You earn it with everybody. Good. Most people don't understand this. They go on a motherfucking mining liquidity farming ass website and they go see 200% APY. And a dumbass monkey brain is like, I'm gonna make 200%. And they don't, and they fucking put their the pairs in there, right? A little bit of each side on Uni V2. With V3, you don't have to do that shit, but I ain't never seen no farming on V3 yet because it doesn't have to be symmetrical. V2 does have to be symmetrical. So you, let's say you, you see that you could make 200% APY adding liquidity to ETH USDC. And you're like, yo, I got some USDC. I got some ETH. Let's fucking, let's put this in there and make an extra 200%. And the motherfucking East price goes up 40x over a year. You lost money, bitch. You ain't make money, you lost money. Because you would have been sitting on a big-ass stack of ETH. But instead, you ain't got no fucking ETH because you sold that shit down here, down here, down here, down here, down here. And now you're hoping the fucking price comes back to get your ETH back. You're hoping the price fucks around long hey, you enough. Stuck. Hey, you stuck on that protocol, kid. <laughs> yeah, so like people don't realize, like, oh, yeah, you would make 200% APY, Except the impermanent loss will fuck you up. And that ain't disclosed. They don't tell you about that shit. So you, in order to actually know whether you're going to make money or lose money, liquidity farming, you got to be a goddamn rocket scientist. You got to be a rocket scientist and be like, well, this guy, he got in here and the volatility was this and the price moved up this far, which generated this much impermanent loss. And then the underlying assets went up or down. And you don't fucking know whether you can make any money or not. So people monkey brain that 200% APY shit, but they have no fucking idea if they're going to make money. Now let's talk about something that solves that shit. Hex. Hex price is up 1,700x before staking. You don't even have to stake. 
If you staked for 10 years, you up 3,400X in a year and a half. If you staked average length, which is like 5.8 years, you're up fucking 2,500X, 2,200X, some shit like that. Do you know how many percent that is? Without staking, that's 170,000%. So why are people Ooh. fucking around with 200% like? When you do the math, you're like, yo, yo, 170,000 with no fucking staking, no locking, none. Why you fuck? No rug pulls. Why is people fucking around with other shit? Here's why. Because I advertise a 40% APY in Hex, but that's not actually the fucking APY. That's the returns in Hex terms. When you look at these APY yield farming shits, they multiply in that shit by USD. So you fucking get a 200% APY, that shit's multiplied by USD. You do the fucking Hex APY, you're up 300,000%, man, in a fucking year and a half. Like, It's just... This shit solves all these problems, man. And by the way, all this, all this yield farming bullshit, you're just incentivizing people to do the worst behavior you can do in crypto. How do you lose all your money in crypto? Trade. Okay. That is where true. You, Playing that margin casino. There you go. And, how, and, how to, and what does Uniswap do? Just helps people trade. That's all it is. It's a way to get people to trade. And what do exchanges do? Just a way to get people to trade and fuck them up with fees. Fuck them up with fees. Fucking up with fees. They try to sell the top. Wasn't the top. Oh, shit. They got to buy back higher. Now their stack is just smaller. So Uniswap actually isn't that fucking good for the world. It's important. It's better than a centralized exchange. It's probably one of the best things on Ethereum. But in the end, you're just convincing people to do shit that ain't healthy, which is fucking trade. You shouldn't be buying most of these shit coins. You shouldn't be getting to fucking in and out and getting chopped up. What does Hex do? Gets you to stop being stupid and do the one thing that works in crypto, which is buy and hold some shit that's got product market fit. You buy and hold something in crypto that's got product market fit, Bitcoin went up 6 million X. Ethereum went up 15,000x. Hex is only up 1,700x. More, if you include staking. I mean, we had a big payday where everybody, if they stake one day, got a 30% payout. You don't see that shit on the chart. So people's gains is 30% higher, minimum, than you see on a fucking chart. What I do like about the project and what you just said I want to highlight on is how you said uh, Hex is actually designed for you to hold your crypto. Yes. That part is true, and I like it. And that's what I did like about crypto and people like gems when gems comes on on friday uh friday gems jetson are one of our in-house hexagons and he's like look uh you guys like again the first week uh i only because i actually had hex on my list this year as one to invest in however when i first started doing the due diligence i didn't see that much information and then the interviews i saw it was just you know they're yelling at you they're yelling at you i can't hear anything so when gems came on i'm like look i looked at it and he's like but really did you look at it and he gets into it and his whole point was hey whether this uh, uh, original, this origin wallet does whatever it does, this code has been working and people like myself are actually using it to stake and I don't plan on moving my coins. So to hear an actual hex can say, I'm staking my money, I'm not moving it. <laughs> like that is what gives me belief in projects to hear the community. So uh, I, I do like that point of it that is actually designed for people to keep their- Bro, uh, it's actually, crypto. this shit is Nobel Prize worthy. There is no economic instrument that I'm familiar with in the entire world where people lock up as much money for as long. You buy a house, you can sell it. You buy a treasury bond, you can sell it. You, get, you stake your hex, you ain't selling shit. You stuck. You in. There's no other economic instrument in the world that I'm familiar with that operates in this way. You make a 15-year stake, you instantly in stake, you lose all your money. You want to end oh, your is that 50? the way it works on Hex? If you end that stake at the 50... Depends on how it? long you stake for. You diluted every... Okay. You, you stake for 15 years. You got 3x bonus shares. Diluting everybody else, make everyone else get paid less so you could get paid more. You better do what the fuck you said you was going to do. 
because otherwise you're going to get penalized and who's going to get some of that penalty everybody just did what they said they would the rest of the honest stakers so you come and fuck around and don't do what you said you was going to do the truth engine will come fuck you up so you want to get out okay you made a 15-year stake you want to get out good news you can cancel it before the day ticks over no harm no foul once the day ticks over your ass is locked in you ain't getting out of that stake without losing some principal for seven and a half years you got to serve half your term if you serve half your term you can get out and, and forego all of your interest you keep your principal you serve less than half of what you you diluted everybody you got all them extra shares for yourself so everybody else get paid less you get paid more you don't even serve half your term you get fucked up on your principal now who else does this shit banks do this i just copied the parameters from the banks man banks pay you 20 percent extra interest every extra year you stake guess what we're doing the same shit banks give you early withdrawal penalty late withdrawal penalty i don't think about it late but early we copied the same shit man we just took the most popular one of the most popular products at the bank with over seven trillion dollars in it united states and china larger market than printed currency i might add so hex addresses the larger monetary market that bitcoin does while accidentally having higher throughput and lower fees than bitcoin has and more features and higher security and a better logo and a better website and better founder hey i'm still out here where's satoshi's ass i'm out here oh, saying good things about bitcoin where'd he go they would assassinate him they didn't assassinate vitalik they ain't assassinate cz they ain't assassinate hey, hey, me vitalik, he's just a bitch vitalik ganged up though let's not act like he not you want a squad now <laughs> <laughs> hey listen you better stop Money calling Skelly. that man out like you like he don't got a father these days <laughs> money skelly the fucking gangster <laughs> hey no so listen uh Hex, when it comes to tokenomics, what I like to call it, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I did see this in an interview. You're like, hey, like this thing could easily 10,000 times X. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually, I agree with you. And, and now we're almost like, there. We, we, we over 3,000 with staking now. The motherfuckers so talk so much shit. Everyone's like, right. yo, Richard, how dare you? How dare you say this was designed to appreciate? How dare you say this was designed to 10,000 X? Like, I hate to break it all, y'all, but y'all motherfucking assholes, all of you. Y'all realize Bitcoin was designed to do more than a fucking 2 million X, right? It literally is like, yo, we're trying to replace finance. And then you know the price it started at. And then you know the price it would be at if it replaced and finance. And that's why I say it I was motherfucking designed to do that. And all business is designed to accrue value for shareholders. Where does all the inflation hex go? To the shareholders. Who are the shareholders? People that locked up their hex. Period. Does the origin address get any of that? No, it doesn't get any money from the interest. It doesn't get any money from that. The only people to get that is the people to stake. So just people out there are so f stupid, man. They don't get it. It's like, oh, uh, Satoshi, you know, he wasn't into that pump enough shit. You're like, oh, really? Was the happening where the interest cut in half, the interest inflation rate cut in half every four years? Was that in a white paper? No, it wasn't in a white paper. So then you go look it up and you're like, hey, what's going on in the forums? What is he talking about it? Oh, he's trying to make a positive reinforcement cycle where the price goes up so more people join. That's his words. People just ignorant. You're like, damn, guys, I got proof of evidence for everything I say. I wish people would learn quicker, you know? I guess they're learning because we $50 billion market cap. I guess they're learning a little bit. I'm going to say, <laughs> like, listen, and I give it to Jones. He pointed it out. He was like, when the Bitcoin uh, market dropped recently, when it had his dip, as well as the rest of the market, for the most part, he came on on Friday and was like, hey, there's one project I told you all about that didn't dip. So I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, We're making sure. new all-time highs where everything else is getting fucked up. And I don't think that's going to stop. I think I think Bitcoin is going to tap 10K in the next year, and I, uh, next eight months. And I think Ethereum right. could go down 300, 200. I'm not even entertaining this right now, Richard, but I do have some questions. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to ask you, why do you think it's going to stop doing what it always did? It always runs up. People only 
Technology is the same. People bought it because the price went up. That's it. Michael Saylor didn't buy Bitcoin because Bitcoin introduced SegWit. Michael Saylor no. bought Bitcoin because the price went up. Same with all these motherfuckers. They only buy it because the price went up. And you know what? When the price starts going down, they only sell it because the price is going down. Technology is the fucking same. But the speculative mind, the bubble, the boom and bust, the oscillation, that shit has been the same since I've been in this game. So I agree Bitcoin drops 85% every three or four fucking years. Why is it going to be different this time? I think it's still, I always say, well, first, I think we're going to have another big drop. Once it crosses 100K, which I do think it will, I think we'll have a big drop there as well. But to answer you why I think it will continue on and not, is just to keep it as layman as as possible this is the fact that now you actually have banks and big businesses becoming holders where they do sell at a dip or they sell at a loss they are going to go out of business and at their uh at their size i think it's one of those too big to fails they can't let it happen they won't let it happen and they'll give with other businesses and make those deals to keep the game going if that's what the game is let, let, those me, give are my you, thoughts. let me give you some figures parabola I, I called a top on a day by the way you want to go look on twitter green line parabola up Red line, fall out of parabola. Every time Bitcoin falls out of parabola, what's it do? 85% dump. Overperformance to the downside. Did we get a 40% dump? Hell no. Nah. We got a 55% dump. Aw, oh, shit. Overperformance to the bottom. Okay. Where's our bounce? Okay, we went down to 30. Where'd we bounce to? Did we bounce to 55? No. 50? No. 45? No. Aw, oh, this is a limp dick bounce. Oh shit, where's my bounce, dog? I got Michael Saylor on TV talking about buying a billion dollars. El Salvador of shit. bounces, baby. Yeah. 40K. Yeah, we 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 a motherfucking legal tender now, man. We getting respect by the nation states. They fomoing. Can't get a bounce to 45. Come on now. Come on now. What? <laughs> Listen, when Segway when Segway happened, we saw Bitcoin go from wherever five to seven thousand down to three thousand. Uh we saw that happen as well. Come on. That's standard forty percent drops. Look, you had like 13, 40% drops from like 2015 to, to the top in 2018 and to 2017. I agree. You it's never like had one over 40. The only time so you, you had one over 40 was the bear. Oh, we have drop, well, drops all the fucking time. But we just keep... See, here's the thing, right? Hack's the only website in cryptocurrency that tells you the truth about the motherfucking drops. Here's the truth about the drops. Ethereum dropped 95%. Bitcoin dropped 85%. Bitcoin dropped 65% in two weeks, motherfucking COVID. Oh, we we de we decorrelated. We're not fucking correlated with the SP 500. Nah, bitch. SP 500 dropped 20. You dropped 55, 65. You correlated as fuck. You risk on asset. You stop lying to people about that shit. Not you, but you know other motherfuckers yeah, guess, out there yeah. selling that shit. Oh, we do it correlated. You ain't decorrelated with shit. And then so hexes drop 70 percent like five fucking times, 70 percent or more five times. But it just goes up so much higher that it don't fucking matter. You could cancel out. Like, if you drop 80%, you cancel that shit out with a 5X. Hex is up 1,700X. If, if you got up 1,700X, how hard is it to get that last 5X to get that 10,000X? Easy as shit, in my opinion. And by the way, are we on the front page of CoinMarketCap? No, CoinGecko, no. Anyone ever said a nice word about us anywhere? Nope. Bunch of assholes everywhere. Ain't no one saying nothing nice about us. Ain't listed on no big exchange. That's all opportunity. When them gates open up, that's all opportunity. It's not, it's like. I, I agree with you. And especially in the short term, I agree with you in the short term for sure, but also with the strength of the short term, the way the, uh, the, the contracts are in the code is, it makes me believe in it longer term as well uh, because people will be locked in. My, my only thing, and I guess you already answered this, it would be kind of difficult 
for us to see like an, an iron finance like we just saw with the Mark Cuban fiasco, it'll be difficult to see that because people will be losing some of their principal then to cancel their contracts, correct? Like let's say uh, not only not only do we have evidence that that is unlikely, we have evidence of the opposite being the case. I used to brag about Hex's average stake length being 4.8 years. Now it's 5.8 years. Why is the average stake length increasing? Because I'm a goddamn genius. Wait till you hear about this, okay? You want to approximate compounding interest. Okay, what's the problem? Blockchains, they ain't got no throughput. So if you got a million holders and you got to pay them all interest to their accounts and credit their accounts, you're going to beat the database to death. All day, every day, you're just going to be filled up right into the database for old people. It's getting paid interest. Okay, so what's a smart way? Smart way to solve that? Using a share price. Well, what's the share price do? Okay. So if you divide stuff up by shares, we have a fixed maximum inflation rate of 3.69, which is lower than Bitcoin's when it hit 20K, it's 3.89, okay? Took 10 years for Bitcoin to get almost as low as Hex. Hex has a lower inflation rate now than Bitcoin did for the first 10 years of existence. So how are you gonna divvy up that 3.69? By shares, okay, and what do shares do? Shares just give one guy more, one guy less. Okay, so how can you achieve that? You could pay all these guys interest and beat the database up, or, you can have a share price and it just gives new guys less. Ratios stay the same mathematically. This guy, older, compounding, more. New guy, no compounding, he just got here, less. The share price system allows us to have an efficient database to credit the people that are compounding early with more and the guys that just got here, less. So what does that also give you? A chart that only goes up and to the right. And for you viewers at home, up and to the right. The share price in hex terms only goes up and physically can never go down. Oh shit. So we got a share price chart that only goes up and to the right. Now here's the funny part. You multiply that by the US dollar price. And the share prices went from 60 cents on January 5th, 2020 to over $1,600 a day or two ago. That's a 3,200X right there, or close, 3,000X, 2,800X, some, some crazy X. And that's the same, so hex shares, T-shares, it's a Terra share, it's a trillion shares for decimal precision because it's integer math in Ethereum. So the thing, so this is how you buy mining hardware in Hex. In, in, a, in Bitcoin, to buy mining hardware, you send your money to some weird ass country, to motherfuckers that don't talk to nobody on Twitter, and then they use your mining hardware to jack you and steal the profitability when the difficulty's low by testing it for a while. Then they send that used shit to you. Send it late as hell, four months late. Exactly. When the mining difficulty's out the ass and your shit ain't worth nothing no more. When you buy mining equipment, half the profitability is in the first two weeks you run it. Because the difficulty's always going up, usually. Yeah. People don't realize that shit. Don't ever buy mining equipment. You're going to lose your ass. I bought mining equipment back when Bitcoin was new, spent like, like 1,200 Bitcoin on it. I regret that shit. <laughs> I regret missing that 1,200 Bitcoin. Um, so, might have been 800. So like the, um, the issue is we have a price chart. So in, when you have a Terra share in Hex, that's how you get Hex interest. That's how you get to mint your own Hex rewards. When you have mining hash rate in Bitcoin, that's when you get to mint your own rewards. They're very analogous systems. So if you go to uh, hex.com forward slash tech specs and you're smart, you're gonna see how Bitcoin and Hex is real similar in a lot of ways and then where they're different. Where they're different is in Hex, if you're an early miner or an early staker, you have advantage over new ones because you bought at a lower share price and you got more shares working for you, but a new guy's got to pay a higher price. 
and Bitcoin is the opposite. The new guy has the advantage because his equipment's more efficient. And the old guy has got to sell all his inefficient crap and buy new crap to be able to compete. So in Bitcoin, you have time working against you. And in Hex, you have time working for you. Bitcoin miners are paid to dump the price to protect the network. Hex stakers are paid to hold the price up. And this inflation is massively delayed, by the way. You're only paid that inflation at the end of your stake, and the average stake's 5.8 years. So we don't even actually have a 3.69% inflation. It's far less. And then, because inflation compounds on itself, because it was delayed for so long, it'll be delayed forever. It's really an absolutely amazing system that, once you understand it, the nuances are just insane. We have people emergency end staking their stakes to make longer stakes to get more shares now before the share price moves up. I didn't even anticipate that when I designed the system. There's all these emergent properties, which are so amazing that some of them I didn't even design. They were just luck. It's like, holy shit, how cool is that? You know? Yeah, um, what I will say is, like I said, I, that's what I like. What I really like about projects uh, in this space is the community for better or worse. Um, when you look at different communities, but uh, as it, when, you, when I'm talking about trading, that's why I always tell people to take their emotions and feelings out of it. Uh, I mean, granted, if you're a founder, that's different, right? But if it's just like you just entered the market and you're a trader, uh, I like to take my emotions and feelings out of it uh, because, you know, one person might say, hey, you might not like the founder, you might like the project. You might not like the project, you might like the founder. You might not like any of it, but they have a community that does like it. So whether you like it or not, that price or whatever that project is going to do is going to do what it's going to do because of that community. So uh, I do definitely like your community. And like you say, you didn't anticipate uh, those contracts moving the way they did or people extending them. Like that's what yeah, I'm like hearing this, this the hexagons. I to see so the reason that you keep saying stake lengths get longer is because when you end your stake so you're used to having a certain number of t-shares and you're used to paying them you know we got a chart you go to apex.win slash charts you'll see the daily t-share payout or you go to hex.go.hex.com or hex.vision we got the best stats in all of crypto now i say some outrageous shit we have the best stat sites in all of cryptocurrency i ain't fucking around i'm serious you go to hex.vision you can see every stat you ever dreamt who got referred? When do people get in? When do they end? Who's selling? Who's buying? Uh, every possible metric is there. And you could design your own queries. It's all in a database where you can write your own queries against it visually with a GUI. It's sick. Bitcoin don't have that shit. Bitcoin don't have none of that. Bitcoin don't have a chart of expiring stakes in the future. Bitcoin's got price and hash rate and fuck yourself. That's it. That's all it's got. It's got price and hash rate. And there ain't no other stats. I guess Richard Bitcoin said, don't never let me see you on the blockchain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, people in my chat are saying this is the most intellectual interview I've ever done. And congrats to you. They're congratulating you in my chat here. Oh, appreciate it. Same, yeah. same people, whether people love it or hate it, they're, uh, they're thanking all of us for the information. So appreciate that. Uh, so, so I have some good, some good stuff I had to ask you, but I had to get, let me ask this, let me ask, let me just oh, yeah, ask this one thing. People keep making their stakes longer because when they end their stake, now the share price is higher they can't use their profit to buy back the shares they used to have. So they either got to add money to get back the ah, shares they used to okay. have, or they got to extend their length to get more bonus shares to make up for it. And so there's a natural tendency for people to go to war for longer stakes so they could keep holding them same number of T-shares they used to have. And that's a badass thing, man. Because you now got that something that people buy and they don't sell. And what do you think happens to the price of some shit people buy and they don't sell? 
And, and like I said, this is what I like about it because you have hexagons who saying, "Hey, even if this thing dumps in the origin wallet, whatever," they're like, "I'm still in it because I believe in this code and I believe in the way this project is working." Like they have came on our live and told us that. Like we've asked them, "What would you do?" And they're like, "I'm a hoe. Like this is this is a good project." So, uh, yeah, I mean, to, again, to see other people say that uh, is a big deal for sure. Um, let's see. So I have a few questions for you. These are coming from the uh, commenters. One, mm -hmm. uh, Cryptonomics, I think, asks, and then Big S. Uh, they're basically they're basically asking the same question. They're saying uh, you're admitting this is like a digital banking product. When nope. have banks enriched the people? And they're saying that uh, banks always audit themselves, just like the Fed. And since Hex had to no. be audited three times, is that shady? Why would it need to be audited if it was truly a good crypto that that didn't need to be manipulated? Everything that guy just said is retarded and he should feel bad for asking such stupid questions. At, hey, gotta just ask that. Have your mama slap you. She should have taught you better. You stupid, man. Okay, first of all, is Bitcoin a currency? No, it's not. Can't spend that shit nowhere. But does it try to be? Yes. So what do they call it? A cryptocurrency. It's got a different name. Is Hex a CD? No, it's wildly different. If you CD, you got no, you got people that are near death and they just want to protect their retirement and they don't have any fucking love for volatility <laughs> and they want to put their money into something where the price don't move around very much so they can buy their hey, food. Hey, you are shit. speaking my gospel right now. There we go. I hate yeah. those people trying to mitigate risks and mitigate every point of volatility you can find. And you're like, yo, Hex is volatile as fuck. That's what things that go up 1700X in a year and a half. That's called volatility. People don't mind volatility to upside. But they probably minded as you know five seventy percent dips. Probably minded that shit. So speculative instruments are opportunity for people, the impatient, to give their money to the patient. If you sell tops and buy bottoms, you take the money from the people to buy tops and sell bottoms. It is it's a feature, not a bug. You know what else has that parameter? Every speculative instrument: S and P five hundred, Amazon, Tesla, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Hex. They all have this this parameter. The impatient give their money to the patient and things with his product market fit if there's no product market fit and that shit's just going to zero the impatient will do better getting the fuck out so no hex doesn't have actually jack shit to do with the the time deposit at your bank we just emulated it and made something that i believe to be superior look at the price chart did you have the opportunity to make 170,000 percent interest at your bank this year no you didn't would you like the idea of making 170,000 percent interest because i invented that and it's just getting started is just getting started. You actually are in at the beginning. Where's the positive press? Where's the virality? Where's the listings? None of that shit's happened yet. It's all to be in the future. So, and then he's like, oh, why does things need to be audited? You like when Bitcoin had two inflation bugs? You like when Ethereum had the Dow hack? You like when Polkadot lost all their money in a multi-sig? You like when Iron Chain had a bug and got apparently rug pulled? You like all these terrible things that happen in crypto? You don't like those things? Well, how do you solve them? You solve them by focusing on solving them with what are called security audits. A security audit is where you pay a professional to analyze the security of your network. People to give a fuck about security have a red team and a blue team. Red team's trying to attack, blue team's trying to protect. They're gonna see who gets in. So, you know, you in the military, you're gonna do drills. We're gonna have a fake war. You guys are gonna attack, we're gonna defend, and we're gonna practice our shit. You play football. You have fucking scrimmages. You play against other teams before the real fucking games. So you could get practice. So you could go get better. So practice 
and analysis and giving a fuck about things and focusing on them is how you get superior performance in the military, in sport, and in the fucking blockchain and in software. And if you're building complex technical software without focusing on security, your shit is going to be buggy and it is going to get hacked. The reason that Hex outperforms everything else, technically from a security perspective, is because we had a more intelligent person write the code. And then like a book author, you start with an amazing spot and then you still have an editor to make sure everything was tight. But the editor doesn't matter as much as the author. So you'll still see projects, it used to be security audits were worth a lot more. Now people put out these fake bullshit security audits where dumbass writes some code, it's all fucked up. Then it gets an audit from other dumbasses. And then you have a dumbass audit from a dumbass writer of software and you get a dumbass project that gets the shit hacked out of it. So it's unfortunate that there's no way to easily grade the quality of an audit, nor is it a way to easily grade the quality of the software that was written. But if you have a brain and you can find someone that has been to school for computer science and understands what the fuck computers are supposed to do and how to write code, you can have them go look at the hex code on etherscan.io, just type hex, click the fucking result, click contract, and then it will show you what's the proven on the blockchain code that's running. And you'll see that it uses very advanced tactics that almost no other software in Ethereum uses with gas efficiency. So we use caching to not incur extra S load costs. We only write to disk when we need to. We use bitwise shifts and bit packing to optimize the storage slots. Everybody else just pretends everything fits in a 256 bit slot. We use that 256 bit and pack it full of data and wrap it and unwrap it uses bit shifting. And it's, it's absolutely fantastic code. It's absolutely fantastic code. And the audits are good too. So like the concept that you think that focusing on security and paying professionals to look at your security is bad means that you're a fucking idiot. Like, I feel sorry for you, dude. You don't like, you're probably going to lose all your money is how I feel. <clears throat> the guy that asked right. that question. Uh, cryptonomics is saying that, uh, no, he's standing strong. He said, uh, he said, you're being transparent and thanks for answering the question. All right. But you are, as you said, using the word emulate, you're emulating banks. So he's standing strong on it. <laughs> I mean, look, banks suck, man. I mean, look, we're emulating the Fed. Okay. Does the bank, does the bank mint free money from thin air? Not really, but kind of, if you look up the credit theory of money, the credit value of money, but like in general, the treasury and the people that set interest rates. Well, okay, let's be specific here. So we're given an education. You know the Federal Reserve in America that sets the interest rates? Pro tip, it ain't federal. It's a joke, it's a lie. It ain't controlled oh. by the government. It ain't oh, owned by the private. government. We it talk about that every exactly, day. Exactly, exactly, it's it private. <laughs> it's totally as private as it can get. It has private board members, ain't got shit to do with the government. You don't elect nobody that's on that board. The American citizen ain't got a fucking thing to do with nobody that's at the Fed. Bernanke, etc., all that shit, you ain't got nothing to do with it. Okay, so they set the interest rates. Yes, they do. What does that mean? That means they set how much the government is just going to print money out of thin air. Why? Because the treasury does print, prints the money, right? So in Hex, you are not only the bank that gets paid when people have late fees. Oh, someone made their stake, but they didn't end it when they should within two weeks. You getting paid fees. Oh, somebody emergency end stake their shit early, early withdrawal, you getting paid fees. You making money like a bank, but you also making money like the Fed because where does all that hex come from? The new hex, the inflated hex that never existed before only gets paid to the stakers. So if you're a staker, you're making money on fees and you're making money on inflation and you're making the money the banks and the Fed makes. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. 
is way better than what is it banks in my opinion there you go our peer-to-peer cryptocurrency is better our imaginary fake internet money is better than the government's imaginary fake internet money you know what when you put it in perspective like that like when you start talking about regular money again we have to be honest people we are hard on other people in the crypto ecosystem uh all together whatever project people are backing uh, and because we're all comparing it to different crypto projects, but you're right. When you're comparing it to the traditional or legacy banking system, it's like almost not, half of the projects are better than the banking system. So I'm with you on that. Uh, another uh, criticism, people were saying that, hey, you started Hex to make money because you had lost Ooh. a lot of money in the Bitcoin and crypto Ooh. market to begin with. And this Ooh. was the way back to your promised land of being a millionaire. What do you say to that, sir? Well, if you look back at my price calls, which I don't delete, uh, I'm a god, trading god. So you see me versus Tone Vase. Tone Vase scams people, tries to convince them they could trade. They lose all their money. They get wrecked. They go broke. Everybody follow me. Happy as shit. I'm the guy that called a twenty thousand dollar Christmas back when Bitcoin was four thousand. And then I'm the guy that called the top and said, "Yo, look, the 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 ratios are too high on the bid on the uh, the lending. The mar the uh, premiums are too high. Everything's fucked." And then. I make a post, bearish post, with a little crying kid. No tweets, no relikes. No one wants to hear that shit. Or no, no retweets, no likes. And I was fucking right. That was the top. I called the multi-year bear market at 8,500. Shit went down to 3,000. I called the 60K when I was on stage in Malta promoting Bitcoin two years ago. I'm like the price prediction god. So this concept that I'm not good at trading is fucking hilarious to me. Like really, really funny. I also called the recent top. I published one chart for Bitcoin in a year and a half, and it was a chart showing us falling out of the parabola and me posting on uh, John Bollinger's like, hey, look, we fell out of the parabola, bro. Now I ain't trying to cause the top, so I didn't say obvious shit like, this is the top, we're going down 85% because I didn't want to help make it. Like, maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe this time it won't do that shit. There's no reason for me to like try and kill the fucking market, but I wanted to get credit for calling a fucking top, so I drew the chart. And I said, yo, this time is just like last time. Look, last time, uh, Ethereum kept going up for 27 days. Guess what? Ethereum went up for 27 days and then it died and dropped 55%. I was right on calling a Bitcoin top and a motherfucking Ethereum top. And for people to say, I don't know how to trade, like, damn, bitch, that's crazy because I'm a trading god. Like, what? And so now let's talk about uh, starting a business to make money. And motherfucker just trying to make me feel bad about improving the world and giving people what they want and then trying to make money. Because that's what I did my whole you life. You should make money. You should I, make money. Everybody should. Yeah, my whole life I've been giving people what they want, giving them amazing deal, which by the way, I've been in business a long fucking time. I had hundreds of thousands of customers and name one motherfucker that got a bad deal. Fuck getting scammed. Let's talk about just even get a bad deal. Didn't even get a good deal. Who the fuck would that be? Anybody in my car stereo store get a bad deal? Anybody in my search engine optimization company get a bad deal? Anyone in my mortgage company get a bad deal? Anyone in my sex toy store get a bad deal? No, motherfucker. Everybody got a good deal every time because I like to make money. If you want to make money, you give people a good deal. Why would you fuck them over? That's not how you build business. You outcompete other people by giving people better fucking deals. I'm the guy that gave millions of dollars of free money to Bitcoiners and just Bitcoiners. Bitcoiners are the only people to commit hacks for free. But where's oh, my that, credit? Yeah, when you dropped it. Okay. I get what you're saying when you did that. You're right. When you first came out with it. Yeah, where's my credit? These motherfuckers got millions of dollars of free money. 300,000 Bitcoin was used to mint Hex for free in a contract. They minted their own Hex for free. 300,000 Bitcoin. Y'all people listening, y'all got 300,000 Bitcoin? It seems like I'm doing more for Bitcoin than y'all. So, like, it just, this shit just drives me crazy. 
people gonna call me poor dog i got a million dollars of watches behind me i didn't even want to actually buy these shits i was just like yo i want more followers so okay how am i gonna get more followers i tried being smart yeah, i'm about to go down I tried that road telling too. The truth. i didn't want to do it i'm about to go down the car road too i don't want to do yeah. it but yeah motherfuckers like, that's all they care about Lambo just to show people yeah yeah you should because like that's it. all they care about you're like fine, that's it. all you care about I fine i got a million dollars of watches now please follow like subscribe thanks because i'm tired of seeing dumbasses talking about stupid shit with more followers why the fuck i'm out here making millionaires why these motherfuckers got more followers that's bad for the world we understand what you mean <clears throat> on that uh with all that you're just saying though because you said it so perfectly i have to get to this next criticism people say richard he's just an expert marketeer you even said it yourself earlier yeah. like you know how to market yep. so uh, that's right is this a case of justin's son with the project behind him whether it's a good project i don't think or bad. he's good at marketing i don't know how the fuck he he's got a great at marketing he no he he's not great at, oh, no he's that's not true. Okay, dog. Hey, we're gonna have a Tesla giveaway. We're gonna have a Tesla giveaway, and they <laughs> they pretend to give away a Tesla, then they gave it to one of their friends, and then accidentally like tweeted like they they got caught like public. Right. Hey, homie, they you was, get that Tesla. Oh, this ain't a private cheap tweet. <laughs> yeah. Like, oops. Like, motherfuckers get caught straight. Or like, or like fucking Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy just copy pasted the fucking email. It was like, yo, if you tweet this, you are gonna get this many thousands. He just copy pasted that shit. It's in a tweet accidental disclosure what it's just disgusting out there man i don't think oh he bought lunch with fucking uh warren buffett did he go to it no nah, he ain't go to it why chinese government was like bitch better quit we'll fuck you up Ta oh i got hey, kidney stones hey, dog i can't go to my that hard, that hard tap on the shoulder you don't know how this this geopolitical game works <laughs> do you son yeah and then and then like the same shit he bought BitTorrent. how that doing fail sauce and how do people at BitTorrent like he they like yo he's a scammer he's the worst so what part of that is good marketing? I never heard a good fucking word said about this gentleman by nobody. Ever. Never. So if he's good at marketing, I don't know where the fuck it is. Like, I will maybe, take it's, that maybe he's good back. at marketing in China. I like, I don't know. Listen, he had Tron popping for a good six weeks, all right? That was some good marketing <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> I mean, he got caught copying the fucking white paper, too. The white paper was a fucking scam, too. And that shit was plagiarized. Bryant and people forgot. You're like... So if he good at marketing, I sure hope I'm better. I mean, look, Hex has had ads in Economist Magazine. Any other cryptocurrency had that? No. Hex has had ads all over buses and billboards and taxis in the UK and soccer games. Hex has got ads in Car and Driver Magazine. Matter of fact, I looked on Twitter. I seen Hex has got direct mail going to people's motherfucking houses. Now, nobody knows who's doing that. Nobody knows who's doing it. But I seen pictures of direct mail with Hex fucking envelope and Hex fucking content in it landing in people's actual physical mailboxes in the United States. So I ain't seen no motherfucking TRX direct mail. That's a good point. But is that something people should worry about? I actually think it's a positive that you are <laughs> going so hard for it. Was Steve Jobs uh, a good marketer? Great point. How'd that work out for Apple? People say the stupidest shit. I don't even understand their fucking questions. Like, you how are you going to accuse me of doing something good? And I'm supposed to be sad and trying to convince you you're wrong. You think I'm good at marketing? Correct. And you want to read how I'm good at marketing? I wrote a whole book about it. You can go read, download my free self-help book called SciVive. There's actually two of them. One's called SciVive. One's called Fix the World. T.me forward slash SciVive. I teach you to live a better life. You don't like me? You don't like how I act? Go to richardhart.com. You'll discover you should be a lot more like me. I support charity. I educate. I create a lot of amazing things. I give away millions of dollars with the things I built. You should be like me. There we go. All right, last uh, two of this segment, and then uh, the, the good stories, the good questions. I have some, some good stuff I want to ask you about as well. 
before I get you off here. Uh, decentralized but not open source. How? That's what someone's asking. Once again, motherfuckers don't know nothing. Okay, Uniswap V2. New license or Apache license. You can do whatever you want with that shit. Okay, Uniswap V3. Dun, dun, dun. Change the fucking license. You can't do whatever you want now. They are the only people to get to use Uniswap V3 for two years. And then after two years, you can you do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, so hold up a second. Hold up a second. So Uniswap V3 isn't actually open source. Oh, that's correct. And how's it doing? It's doing amazing. Okay. What computer are you talking to me on? Apple or Microsoft? Oh, Apple. Okay. Is that shit open source? Oh, of course not. No! No, it's not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But we the most successful software in the motherfucking world. Don't compare a laptop. Don't throw a laptop in the mix. No, it's the most successful software in the fucking world. I'm going to throw it in the mix. You could have had a Linux desktop. This That's fair. You're okay, a Linux desktop. No, you fucking can't. That shit sucks. Open source software in general sucks dicks. In general. Which is the reason motherfuckers don't use it. You play any open source games? No. You use an open source fucking OS? No. You got open source on your phone? Are we going to pretend Android is open source? We could pretend, I guess. No. Closed source runs the fucking world, and people that was open source are switching that way. Ask Uniswap about it. If you want to compete and you want to be able to buy users and you want to have a growing enterprise, you got to have a walled garden. How the fuck are you going to create a walled garden? Patents and intellectual property. And what is the opposite of that? Open source. So I don't give a fuck about open source personally. Okay? For me, I like to make money, and I like other people to make money, and that means fuck open source in general, in general. Now, sometimes there's exceptions. Sometimes there's exceptions. Okay. So let's take Bitcoin. People think Bitcoin's Bitcoin. They're fucking stupid. I got to educate them. Bitcoin is not Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a collection of open source shit that allows it to exist. When Bitcoin was first released, there wasn't no motherfucking Linux client. There was only a Windows client. Oh, you on Linux? You want to open source software? You want to run Windows? Fuck you. You can't run no Bitcoin on no Linux because the shit didn't exist. You could only run it on Windows, because that's the only shit it existed on. Oh, so what do we got today? We got Bitcoin Core. Okay, let's run Bitcoin Core. Double click, Bitcoin Core. QT opens up. What's QT? An open source GUI system that Bitcoin uses to fucking allow people to operate it visually. Open source. Oh, okay. What about the database? I thought blockchain, I thought Bitcoin was a database. Nope, no bitch, hate to break it to you. Bitcoin is just an abstraction layer. There's actually another database inside Bitcoin that actually does all the motherfucking database work. Used to be Berkeley DB, but then they switched that shit for another system called LevelDB, also open source. Same with the fucking the cryptography. Used to use Open OpenSSL. OpenSSL was a little bit slow. Somebody built something better called LibSecP256K1. Guess what? We use that shit now. Open source. So Bitcoin is just a collection of open source as software that most motherfuckers are too stupid to know what those things are inside of it. And then the network itself appears to be open source but guess what dog it's actually not it's actually not some people tried to build on top of bitcoin called counterparty at xcp failed project you know, i know you're about to you go developers this whole developer thing and guess what the bitcoin motherfucker stabbed him right in the back and he's like oh <laughs> you encoding. Go, i knew you were about to go there <laughs> yeah he stabbed him right in the back like oh you're trying to build on top of bitcoin you're trying to program around this money you're trying to use this programmable money to make programmable money oh shit we can't have that we can't have that so let's limit the size of the text you can put in these transactions let's limit the opcode size to fuck over counterparties so they can't build on bitcoin and that's what it did so it the, the miners sure the devs and the miners sure. go ahead 
Was it not to ensure the strength of the entire protocol stays secure, though, because of the way they were trying to build on it? To tell you the truth, man, Satoshi wasn't down for that shit. Satoshi was way more into freedom than the motherfuckers that got into control. Satoshi was down for Namecoin and down for alts and down for multiple blockchains with different fee structures. He was down for that shit. But the motherfuckers that pulled, like, when he disappeared like a coward little bitch, the people that took his place, they weren't about that. Gavin Anderson got the keys directly from, from Satoshi himself. He had to leave Bitcoin because Bitcoin sucks so bad. Bitcoin Jesus, Roger Ver, and Gavin Anderson both wanted to see the blockchain have more utility by having more throughput and having lower fees. And they was working to make that happen. Gavin Anderson wanted to have an algorithmic, yo, this amount of time passes, we're going to have this amount of bigger blocks. Because shit gets better. So why the fuck wouldn't we have bigger blocks as shit gets better? Everything else is getting better. Cheaper bandwidth, more bandwidth, higher throughput, all the shit. Let's let the blocks go up a little bit. 15% a year, 10% a year. Motherfuckers wouldn't let it happen. Gavin Anderson had to fuck off from Bitcoin because nobody wanted to make Bitcoin better with having a block size increase. I fought against the, the, the two megabyte New York agreement we had the okay, UASF, I, was, no, I, was no gonna ask you. I was like, what side of history yeah. were you on? Were you I, was, I was first like, yo, let's, I don't, these miners is not as good people as the devs. Let's have the devs control that shit. But guess what? When I was doing that, a block size increase was on the roadmap. We were supposed to get a block size increase. It was on the block stream roadmap. It was on a Bitcoin core roadmap. Bitch, where's my block size increase now? I fought the fucking war to have no 2X. I fought I the war to have UASF. Now, where's my motherfucking block size increase? Was that it was part, on the roadmap. Was that part of the deal on the back end? That they no, it wasn't was on the deal. It had nothing to do with the deal. The shit was already on the roadmap. It makes obvious ah. fucking sense. And you got to twist nobody's arm to do a block size increase. It just makes goddamn sense. There's no downside to this shit. Ethereum does it all the fucking time. Ethereum has gas limit increases all the time, which is the same as a goddamn block size increase. You see them having any motherfucking problems? Nah, shit running good. The, blo the fucking Bitcoin people just stupid as shit. Fucking stupid. Hey, they said that weight. Hey, we want that weight, not that size. Yeah, they got it. They got a, you got a 1.4x size increase from having a larger weight allowed with Segwit. And you're like, okay. And that's what we got for like three or four years of waiting. We got like a little bit of throughput increase after fighting a war. You're, it's just so fucking stupid. So no. And that's, and by the way, that's just corrupt as fuck. Oh, Blockstream. Oh, so y'all sell cloud mining now. Yeah. Oh, that sounds decentralized to me. Y'all saw a competing product against Bitcoin called Liquid Network, right? That takes away a utility from Bitcoin. They, we have you wanna, satellites. You're like, oh, so you guys are actually competing with Bitcoin with Liquid, and you guys are actually trying to get people to do something bad for their health with this cloud mining bullshit. Does that sound like decentralization to you? You can give another motherfucker your keys so he can mine for you? This shit all disgusting to me. This is just fucking nasty. And so people leaving. People leave Blockstream left and fucking right. I think Peter Wule left Blockstream. I think, I think Gavin Maxwell left Blockstream. I think everybody fucking left Blockstream for the most part. This shit's just disgusting. And everyone is calling them out. They're like, yo, yo, AXA invested in them. You know, all these people. I don't understand that shit. At least be smart and make another goddamn company. Don't put it in the same fucking company. You can put your mining company with your Bitcoin core dev company in the same goddamn name. You crazy? People are going to get pissed off about that shit. As they should. So I, I point out, man... I point out the truth of what's going on, and this makes people real fucking angry. I'm rich. I got a big dick. I'm funny. Old and fat. True. Old and fat. But all the other shit's going good. Man, that and, batty boy talk here, Richard. And I tell the truth. And I and this pisses people off. They pissed off I got more money than them. They pissed off I'd make it a bigger impact than them. They pissed off I'm a better trader than them. They pissed off I got a better community, better logo, better website. Fork and Ethereum. We're the biggest airdrop in the world. We're the biggest airdrop in the entire history of the world. 
Ain't nobody ever created 10,000 coins at once like this. Never happened. So I'm out there making a huge fucking difference in the world. We got $5 million of commitments to the Sense Foundation. You can sacrifice to a charity to on-ramp to Pulse. You sacrifice to a charity, you get entered in a sacrifice set to make a political statement. You believe fees and blockchain should be lower because free speech is important. And then you're going to get some free coins. Oh, and that's nice, by the way. It's nice that these coins are free because if you get free coins, guess what? It's not a taxable event. But if you beat people's ass with an airdrop that has a lot of value, depending on where you live, you fucking them with that tax. There's all types of smart people shit going on in things I do. <laughs> I like the way you just said that. That was funny. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Rackham Rizzo. Uh, thank you for the big tip. Gave me a huge tip and said, go steak, bro. I actually am going to use that to steak uh, over on the Hex Network. You all have been telling me to jump in the Hex. I'll become a Hexkin with this tip money you all have been dropping in the comments. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Cryptonomics as well, as well as everyone else who's been tipping. I've been seeing it. Uh, and yes, I will use all that to go toward Hex. So I'm in bid with everyone else. And uh, I'm here with you all as well, all those warriors out there who are Hexkins. All right, Richard, this is the uh, the last bad news one. Then again, I want to ask you one more about Hex and some mm -hmm. post chain questions. Mm -hmm. uh, regulators, everybody, when I when I tweeted that out to say, hey, crypto warriors, Hexkins mm -hmm. are warriors, uh, help me get in touch with uh, Richard. Uh, one of the warriors posted this Reggie uh, Middleton uh, tweet, or I guess he's saying <laughs> he was paid to audit Hex and that it is a, uh, he's saying that it's actually a security. He's saying security and the SEC is going to come after you. You're laughing. Yeah. I got to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a spicy ass comment. This will be full funny. disclosure, full disclosure. I'm trying to get Reggie on next week. So of course you'll probably yeah. hear these comments and respond as well. All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a funny ass thread here for the banter. Let's name some black founders in blockchain. You ready? Uh, Arnold, you got Arnold from Bitmex. Okay. Uh, Reggie Middleton. Yeah. Uh, we're we're more of a media company than an actual blockchain <laughs> project, so I won't. <laughs> so I can't throw myself in there. Though Bitcoin's they does some developing. He had ATMs. So okay. hey, hey, hey. Okay, you ready? I don't know, but seriously, yeah, it's only about. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll top my head. Three, That's maybe. a long enough list. That's a long enough list. All right. So Arthur got arrested. Oh, you did not just Bitmix. go there. Come on. You did not just go there. <laughs> you did not just do that. Come on, Richard. Come on, bro. Oh, oh I did. I Arthur, did. I'm going to get Arthur on the show now. I, I got to get him on the show for that one. Arthur Listen. Hayes, he got arrested for BitMEX. Uh, <laughs> and now, now Reggie... He was convicted by the SEC and has a website for victims of his Veritasium scam where they can request their money back from the government because the government seized all his money and he gave it to them because he pled guilty. So Veritasium is a scam run by a scammer who was found guilty by the SEC for victimizing people. And then on top of victimizing these people, and I told you very clearly what a security is, do you accept money into a common pool with the expectation of profit solely from the work of others? Oh, yes, Reggie did. Reggie did all that. Reggie said, oh, we got Jamaica. Going to be trading all this shit. We working good with the Jamaican government. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Give me your money. Give me your money. Give me your money. Give me your money. Okay, now, now let's talk about the difference between that and Hex. Hex launched complete, complete. No promises of work from anyone at all with strict disclosures, disclosures that you must never have expectations of work from others, let alone profit from that work. Fully, 
functional, complete, sufficiently decentralized at launch. So if I die and Hex.com goes offline, Hex is unaffected. It doesn't matter. There's five other websites with five other developers with five other code bases that make it easy to use. And if all those guys die, you can just go on etherscan.com or etherscan.io and click the contract and click the right function and just use the contract from there. There's, there's a million different ways you could use Hex. It, I don't matter. I don't have any special privileges or rights to that contract whatsoever. There's no admin keys. There's no special functions I can run. Anybody can run all the functions. They're all public functions. There's no private functions. So the concept that a guy who not only was he found guilty by the SEC, not only was, is he doing restitution and paying back people's money to his victims, but he also got fucking hacked as well or, or hacked himself to look hacked to keep the money that was stolen, quote, stolen, right? So he's like, oh, you know, I got SIM swapped and I lost, you know, all this money. And oh, yeah, you got SIM swapped? I ain't never get SIM swapped, bitch. I ain't never get hacked, bitch, because I'm better at everything than you. I'm better at computing. I'm better at trading. I'm better at everything. I'm even better at reflecting light, but I'm not getting good credit for that, am I? So it's just hilarious to me that, like, a fucking convicted scammer is going to step to me. Like, I don't understand that shit. Now, now here's what happens. It's fucking clout chasing. So he got busted by the SEC and he don't matter anymore. And he can't, I think he's barred from even doing anything related to securities as part of his settlement with the SEC. So what's the next thing he can try to scam people with? Advice or trading or fucking paid groups or whatever his bullshit is. So he tried to come into my community and talk shit and clout chase. And I shut him down. When people try to clout chase me, I'm just like, nope, delete, ban, block, silence. You ain't scamming my fucking users. That's like yesterday, somebody tweeted some shit. He's like, yo, Come watch this trader talk nice things about Hex. I don't want people to do that. I don't give a fuck if this trader saying nice things about Hex. Because he's also going to say nice things about 50 other shits that's going to get people fucking wrecked. And he's selling some trading advice bullshit that's going to convince you you're going to make outsized returns. You're going to lose all your money. I don't want people looking at CoinRacky sites. I don't want people looking at traders. And I don't want people looking at convicted fucking scammers. Because anything any of these people say leads people into damnation. I want to save people. I want to save them and get them to do healthy things. Delay gratification. Invest in the things that have product market fit and live the fucking dream and not stare at charts all day long and watch your health disappear. So I'm out there trying to save fucking lives and there's people out there trying to stop me from doing it. It just blows my mind. So I'm gonna get called out by people. I'd love to have a better class of enemy than convicted scammers like. That would be nice. You are cold-blooded. Bang, bang. Oh, <laughs> uh, with, <laughs> with, right, I gotta stay on that real quick. Uh, whether it's very tasty um, or, 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 or Bitmax or even uh, XRP, we had uh, one of the developers, uh, uh, I think like the marketing developers on uh, from XRP, Matt uh, uh, Matt Hammer on. Uh, I might be saying his Twitter handle wrong. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Hey, but regardless- you know Hey, real quick though. I don't think Arthur scammed anybody. So I think Arthur's okay. getting a bad rap. So just for the record. And that's what I was gonna ask you, right. Nah, like he, I think, so the BitMEX guys, okay. They destroying lives for sure. They destroying lives. And there's a whole group of people out there destroying lives. Etoro's destroying lives, destroying BitMEX lives. destroying lives, a whole bunch of people out there destroying lives. They promoting behaviors that they know are the most harmful behaviors that a user could have in cryptocurrency. Hundred times, baby, go hunting on yeah. it. Right. Now that being said, okay, so that's a disgusting, horrible thing. Fine. But could he have exascammed everybody's ass? So when when the fucking arrest warrants came out public, right? They had sealed indictments when their shits got unsealed and they went public with them. He could have exascammed. And shut down the withdrawals and be like, hey, fuck it. We out. 
And at thirty five thousand, it could have disappeared. But they did the opposite. They they allow people to withdraw faster than normal. They used to only do daily withdrawals. They allow people to withdraw faster. So I think that was moral and ethical and very nice of them to not exit scam. Now look, we set in the bar pretty fucking low here. Okay, not exit scamming gives you credit <laughs> in crypto. So <laughs> so I think I hope Arthur beats the rap, and he don't deserve the shit they fucking him up with. That's for sure. Um, he does promote something disgusting, horrible, destroys lives, but he don't deserve to go to prison forever for that shit. So it's un- it's unfair what the government's doing to him. Um, so I just, I just wanted to, to call that shit out. No, I as far as and by the way. By the way, as far as the reflecting light comment, which I get a little bit, a little too spicy, I went to an all-black school, which is why I talk the way I do. This is not me, like, changing code. This is actually how I grew up. <laughs> so, like, oh, I've seen I some of your only... interviews. I, didn't, I yeah. didn't make mention of it. I saw your yeah, interviews yeah. before. So people, so people watch, so like, hey, why is Richard talking like that? This is how I grew up. <laughs> like, this, I talked like this before I talked other ways, so. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out mm-hmm. to all the Warriors and Hexagons in the chat. Uh, this is either the all-time high or the second all-time high, one of the two. Uh, but I think at the highest, we had about 480-something people in here. We got 455 in here live right now. So make sure you smash that like and share. Again, this is an important thing, folks, because everyone has questions about Hex. We've literally been talking Hex on Fridays for the last five or six weeks on our channel. Uh, and when I started doing my own due diligence, I was like, hey, let's get Richard Hart on the show. So we're lucky enough to have him here today. I'm actually about to ask him a couple more questions about Hex and what he has coming up next with Postchain. Uh, last one I had to check too, because we had him on the show, like I said, uh, the, the Ripple team. What are your thoughts on XRP and the government going after them? This is a weird situation. I believe in protecting investors. I hate scams and I believe in people getting good deals. So I don't like false advertising. XRP is guilty of false advertising. They say they're going to replace uh, cryptocurrencies and the banks are going to adopt them. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all that shit's going to go away. And it's just going to be all XRP and all that. None of that shit's true. Ain't no bank paying to use them. They paying banks to pretend to use them. It's the other way around. It's disgusting. Now, is that type of false marketing some shit that should make their entire project go away? Nah, I don't really think so. So just get them to fix the marketing. You know, there's nothing wrong with XRP. It functions. People, their blockchain is not failing. It is fast. Ain't nobody losing money using it. It, it. it didn't even have an inflation bug as so many other things have. So from that perspective, there's technical merit to what they're doing. And I'm okay with that. You know, if you want to have a security, if you want to have a decentralization throughput trade-off where you have a little bit less security, a little bit less robustness, but have a higher throughput, that's an acceptable trade-off as long as you know you're making it. The other, the other concept that like, no matter what you do, the SEC will not tell you that what you're doing is okay. You can send them as many letters as you want. They'll never tell you what you're doing is okay. You'll never get a no enforcement letter. There's, they've issued like one or two no enforcement letters in histories for shit that like were not interesting. Like, you know, it'd be like getting a no enforcement letter for being able to put your shoes on in the morning. It's right. just not, not relevant. So we live in a world where the SEC is trying to do good shit by helping people not get scammed but there is a limit to what they're charged with their duties. So they're not in charge of labor law. They're not in charge of international trade. They're not in charge of futures. They're not in charge of commodities. There's a very small sliver of human behavior that they are in charge with. And they don't really have much enforcement energy. They don't have a lot of guys to work on shit, which is why they bring so few cases per year. So I'm not sure that the XRP guys were the right place to 
to put their enforcers. I think there's dirtier shit going on. What's going on with all these rug pulls? I mean, XRP didn't go to zero. Went down a lot, but didn't go to fucking zero. Why don't you guys spend all your time on the people literally stealing all of the money, all of it? And it, you know, so I, I just, I think it was a, a poor choice of enforcement targets. I think they could have got more bang for their buck attacking other people. And then if they lose that case, because XRP is very well funded from a lawyer perspective, if they lose that case, that might inhibit their ability to perform successful enforcement on other things that deserve to get the shit kicked out of them. I mean, there are scams left and right in cryptocurrency. I yell about them. I try and stop them from happening. And they happen every day. And I don't see the SEC doing anything about it. Anything about it. So I wish, I wish they could do more. You know, they just, I guess, don't have the funding. Oh, okay. No, no, I just got, I got off the phone with the SEC, Richard. They said, nice. no, there's no more money in rug pools and projects that went to zero. <laughs> they only like the ones that got billions left on the balance sheet, baby. And Ripple's one of them. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you get that big settlement. Yeah. So we got through all the tough stuff. Uh, before I let you go, I want to talk Hex and Pulse Chain. Mm -hmm. Hex first, the reason why we have you here. Uh, someone asked where to buy it, but folks, it's actually, I mean, it's on the website too, so I, I don't want to ask Richard that, but well, you can see here, he says buy well, Hex. A, if you go to hex.com slash buy and stake, it's on like 30 exchanges, but I hate centralized exchanges. So just slash buy and stake? Yeah. You got it. There it is. Yeah. So it's going to tell you about matcha.xyz, oneinch.io, order aggregators that'll give you the best order execution. If you're a big whale, if you're a Bitcoin guy, you want to turn your Bitcoin into hacks, you can go to bridge.renproject.io, turn your Bitcoin into RenBTC, and then use those two sites to turn your RenBTC into any Ethereum or ERC-20 you want, but hacks in particular would be cool. Uh, and then you get the best order execution. You're going to get the least slippage possible. Um, I found yesterday about a new thing, which I'm going to shill here for you US only guys, US only guys. There's this project called Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A. Might be dharma.io, I don't know. You can buy Hex directly with your credit card with cheap as shit fees if you're in the States. So when I saw some people just yesterday start buying Hex directly without having to buy Ethereum, without having to use Uniswap, without having to do shit, and with the fees being real good, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So I don't like really shilling other projects that much, but this one I think has enough utility for US users that this will be the first time I publicly shill it. So I actually was about to say that too. I don't think I've heard you shill any other projects, but shout out to this people. Yeah. This was worth the value of the show itself just to see how Ethereum can connect to your bank account. Thanks, yeah. Richard. My pleasure. Now, if you're in, a, if you're in other country like India, UK, you can use a thing called hexkin.store. It's a different uh, project called uh, Indicoin. And then Transact had Hex listed, but now it ain't listed. I don't know what's going on. Transact used to be able to uh, to be able to buy Hex that way. I guess when the fees got real high because they was using Uniswap for liquidity, I think they like might have paused it because it was costing too much for them to fill the orders on Uniswap. But now the now the fees are cheaper. I have to go back to those guys see what they're doing. Oh, Uniswap, nice. Yeah, Uniswap's the best, man. Like so, I mean, if you go to App Hex, I'll show you a chart. Go to go to apphex.win slash charts. So if you like a trust wallet, that, what's that? Apphex.win slash charts. Yeah. So this website here, apphex.win without the charts, that's a, a trust wallet and a Coinbase wallet. You know, it allow you to do your stakes without having MetaMask installed. We also that site also has a native ledger integration as well. Where you, where it's direct native ledger integration, real cool. So if you mouse over them Uniswap pools there, 
that shows you where all the hex is available in the different Uniswaps. So does V2 see the Uniswap pools? You might uh, have the mouse the... hidden. So right, uh, dead center says Uniswap pools. Uh, I'm not seeing. Okay, this. you see a MetaMask icon. Yep. Right under that says Uniswap pools. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So if you mouse over in a chart there, just mouse over that. You let it sit. It's going to show you how much hex is sitting in each one of the pools, and so you could tell how the liquidity is. Now, a lot of people wonder why hex is decorrelated from the rest of the market. It's because the majority of the hex liquidity is tied to the dollar. So hex's price lives or dies on its own with people buying or selling hex. But most other coins, the liquidity is tied to Ethereum or tied to Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin or Ethereum goes down, they get beat up because that's their primary pair. And the liquidity in that pair pulls them down. So hex is designed to overperform in a bear market, which is pretty funny for something that's up 1700x before staking and 3400x with it. We're built for the bear market, and it's why we're overperforming. We're killing everything in this bear market, killing them. People don't think we're I mean, in a bear yeah, market. We're in a bear market. Being tied to the dollar, yeah, you are built to the bear market. I wasn't sure, and I was. I started doing that research myself as of recently, last week. Hey, because, you, yeah, when you, you should go back to that site real quick, actually. Yeah, if when you, you guys didn't dip, when Bitcoin dipped, that dip piqued yeah. my curiosity. So if you scroll down a little bit, scroll down a little bit. This, way, this website is real cool because it shows you your T-share payout in real time, how much money you're going to make per T-share you got. And it's also going to show you the cost to a T-share. And that's, this is our mining power. This is how you get inflation out of HEX. Is, this is where the gains come from, is how many T-shares you got. So share rate is the price of a share, a, a trillion shares, T-share, in HEX terms. And if you scroll up a bit, you see that yellow chart? That's the price per sh uh, a share in U.S. dollar terms. It used to be $0.60. Cents, now it's $1,550. That's the best chart I've ever seen. Oh, this, wow. Yeah, this is what is when people try to understand why Hex is beating everything else's ass. T-shares is why. And if you keep scrolling down to the bottom, you can see some days the payout per T-share is higher than other days. You want to know why? People emergency end stake, they can't take the gains. Gains is too high for them, so they start getting scared. So they start emergency end staking. And you see the price just went up, you know, 10x versus Bitcoin over the last, uh, I don't know, month or two. Look at people increasing everybody's payouts at the end there. The 20% extra payout per day because of these people emergency end staking. So now what people, about the reverse? What are the, the, the dips? So that right there, that one dip that you see that only happened once was for the big payday. So the big payday was if you staked your coins for just that day, you got a 30% payout that day. And so everybody, you, like right now, 10% of coins is staked. But for that one day, like 90 plus percent of coins got staked for that one day. And so because 10 times as many coins staked, the payout for that day was 10 times lower. But even after that 10 times reduction, people still got in between 30 and 100% payout based on how long they were staked. And that big payday is over with and you ain't never going to see it again. Okay, that was my next question. We're yeah. not going to see that again. Never. Well, I mean, look, if everybody stakes again, you'll see that again. Right, but, right. But like right now, that's just not what they're doing. So, but I mean, how was it? How were you able to calculate it was going to be a big payday? Was it already built into the contract, or how? Does yeah, that work? it's all built in. Yeah. So all the claim, yeah. all the unclaimed coins. So we only got three percent of the bitcoiners that could claim to claim. Now it's still three hundred thousand bitcoin. It's a lot of bitcoin. You know, it's many billions of dollars, but it's only three percent that could have. And so the rest of that ninety-seven percent was given out to everybody else. So, oh, you guys don't want these coins? We're going to give them out to everybody else. So that's what the big payday was. So if Satoshi didn't claim, which he could have, and he didn't, you got his, you got his share. 
It was a cool metric. So the big payday, it's over, it ain't happening again. Free claiming with Bitcoin, it's over, it ain't happening again. Referring people and making uh, you know, some referral money for referring people, it's over, it ain't happening again. I like when people be like, oh, a hex of MLM. Nah, it's a no LM. You can't refer nobody and make money. Ain't no referrals. You could do some other layer shit. You could do staker.app, which is amazing. Staker.app is an amazing product for the phone. Shows you who bought, who sold, what league you're in, how you how your shares stacks up versus everybody's shares, what the average is. It's just insane. It shows you everything real time, real time. Super, super amazing app. Um, so they got a referral program, but Hex doesn't. Hex doesn't have a referral program. So ain't no referral program, ain't no free claim, ain't no mitten directly in the contract. You want Hex? You got to get it from people to have it. You can't get it directly from the contract. Those days are over. And it reduces the attack service as well. So those, those functions are all audited and ran perfectly. But now they're not even, they're timed out. They don't even exist anymore. So we have a very, very, very small functionality of we replace the time deposit. You log longer, you get more. You log less long, you get less. You merge the end stake, you're paying people that didn't. It's a it's just, you know, it's a very core offering now with, with very little confusion. All those other sales pitches and having to explain all that stuff, it really cluttered up the pitch. Now it's just stake until you make it. Easy pitch. Nice. And last but not least, let's talk about it. Uh, I've been seeing this in the comments. People are like, you don't even know about post-chain yet. You mentioned it. You started talking about it at the beginning. It's essentially, from what I understand, it's going to uh, almost be a duplicate of the Binance Smart Chain, but I'm sure it's going to have similar. its own unique properties. Yeah. So, so, yeah, what is, tell us, what's post-chain? Bring it out to the world. So Binance, Binance showed the world that it was possible to kill Ethereum. So there's more volume on Binance Smart Chain than there is on Ethereum now. But the problem is that, like, it's mostly scams over there. <laughs> Everyone's getting rug. It's a rug factory. Like these people get rug pulled left and right. It's insane. You lost money. You lost money. We all lost money. <laughs> yeah. It's the inverse <laughs> Oprah over there. So like the, uh, the thing that, so the thing that Binance smart chain did that was smart. It was like, yo, you got MetaMask. Okay. You're going to be used BSC just by changing the setting. And that showed people like, Oh shit, this is possible. So you want to use Matic, you just change the setting. You want to use BSC, you just change the setting. You want to use pulse change. You just change the setting. Now what is, Pulse dude is better than a BSC. Well, one, I hope it ain't no rug factory. I hope, but I can't really control that. People gonna do what they're gonna do on the blockchain. Two, they use a dual chain model, which is increased attack surface. So their validator rotation is controlled by a whole nother chain, the Tendermint implementation of Cosmos. And like, that's a whole extra lagging of attack surface. So they got their EVM Ethereum fork, and then they got their validator rotation that's done on a whole new chain. That's two chains. Anyone fails, you're fucked. We chose a single chain model where all of our validator rotation occurs in the same chain. So we're not using another chain. It's half the attack surface. It's, it's I believe, a vastly superior way to do things. We also burn fees. They don't burn fees. So when you, when you do a hex transaction, 25% of that fee gets burnt. We've also improved the core Ethereum code and had our commits accepted into GEF, which 90% of the Ethereum network uses and probably 100% of the miners. So they haven't done, I, I haven't seen them push any commits upstream to actually improve Ethereum yet. Um, I don't think they have. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe they did. Someone else pointed out, I'd be happy to see it. What else? Um, I think we'll probably have a larger validator set. There's is like, I think they have 21 validators. I think we'll end up with more 21 validators. What else? Oh yeah, here's the most important part. They didn't bring Ethereum system state with them, so you didn't get a free copy of all your coins. 
we're bringing Ethereum system state with us. So you get a free copy of all your coins, including Hex. And so if you're tired of getting beat up with high end stake fees and Hex, because sometimes Ethereum fees are high, well, on Pulse, uh, they're going to start off near free. So this idea that we're creating the largest airdrop in the history of man, it's a very powerful idea. So it's a more secure, more price pump because of the inflation burning and more featureful because we're bringing Ethereum system state with over 10,000 coins on it. It's, it's just, in my opinion, a superior project. What made you want to, uh, I guess, continue with the building and the growth of something like Postchain after having success with Hex and still working on that? What made you want to jump to the next one so quickly? Well, it wasn't quick, and I didn't want to do it. Ethereum, Vitalik doubled our costs, and he didn't double everyone else's costs. He doubled Hexagon's cost. He passed a uh, an EIP in the last fork, the Berlin fork, Mm -hmm. that doubled hexagon's costs and fucked us and our fees were already extremely high from all the other fuckings and so after a certain number of fuckings you just can't take it anymore it's not okay that a uniswap transaction costs 150 dollars to on-ramp a new user to hex that's unacceptable that's and crazy sometimes 300 right? it's crazy it's crazy it's not okay to cost 1500 down a stake it's not okay had to get fixed and what's the only way to fix it well, Hex is unstoppable, immutable, unchangeable. You can't fuck with it. It can never be stopped. But now you can put another chain that has lower fees and everybody gets a copy of their stakes. They get a copy of their liquid Hex. And now if this chain has the same value as the other one, well, lucky you. You just doubled your stack and transacting here is a lot more affordable. And then, you know, I don't know how the market's going to act. People could sell their Ethereum Pulse, ePulse, for that, I mean, some of that would definitely happen. I realistically, mean, some will happen. Not all, but some will. I think we're going to have both very valuable. I, I don't think you're going to get cheap hex anywhere, but I wouldn't be surprised to see e hex or rather p hex on the Pulse network be more valuable than e hex on the Ethereum network. I wouldn't be surprised to see that because I I believe that having lower fees is is a good advantage. But hey, let's see. Let's see what the market does. You know, we'll let the market decide it. So how do people get involved on it? Uh, hey, I want to double my stack. I want to double sure. what I have and get on Pulsechain. How do I get involved? How to make this easy for me? Well, if you want to become a member of the sacrifice set and sacrifice your coins, Bitcoin, ADA, Doge, whatever you want to sacrifice, if you want to sacrifice that and lose it to enter the sacrifice set, there's a bonding curve where the earlier you get in, the more you get, the better deal you get. And then there's a volume curve. So the larger your sacrifice, the more you're going to get. So you're going to get a better deal if you get in earlier or larger. You're going to get a worse deal if you get in later or smaller. Now it's important you know, no expectation of work of others. You're just entering the sacrifice set. And you've heard that there is a, a coin called Pulse Chain, which is airdropping for free to people that were a member of the sacrifice set. Not a security. You hope and you dream that nice things happen to you. That's all you have. You're going to enter the sacrifice set. You're going to lose your money. It's not going to be your money anymore. You sacrificed it. And then you hope that pulse chain airdrop hits you. So the, the pulse chain is coming along faster than the sacrificing is because there's so many developers working on it that the guys that are working on the actual chain are just beating the guys that are working on the actual sacrifice. So. So like we've already, so one, we've already improved Geth 
which is the code that's being forked, right? Like Matic, BSC, Hacks, they're all geth forks. Um, the validator rotation is already written and being tested now. The injection of system state and bidirectional replay protection is already complete. Um, they're just running out of problems to solve. Like soon the mainnet will just be up. Like, I actually, I think the only thing he has to do after validator rotation is the freemium. So if you're, if you already have Ethereum, you're going to be able that's not the website. <laughs> Don't go okay, there. Okay, I figure this is wrong. But listen, go to pulsechain.com. Just go to pulsechain.com. Cool. <laughs> Please. Now look guys, if you when the sacrifice phase starts, you are going to receive scam messages from everyone trying to get you to sacrifice to the wrong places and you're going to lose all your money. So you need to verify that where you're sacrificing is the right place by hearing me speak the words on YouTube and confirming it against my Twitter and against my Telegram or else your ass will get scammed. So don't get scammed. Don't lose your money for no good reason. If you want to sacrifice to the sacrifice set to make a political statement about preferring cheaper fees. Now, you can also give your money to charity. You can enter the sacrifice set with dollars from your bank account or by giving them stock and they're going to sell your stock or they're going to have your dollars or they're going to sell your crypto if it's supported on Coinbase. SENS.org slash donate. Read about what they do. They're trying to save your life with medical technology, trying to save your family's life, trying to save your pet's life. They want to save everybody's life with medical technology. You can donate to these guys. If you do that, you're going to get 75% the credit you would have otherwise got had you sacrificed other addresses. So right now, if you donate to the Sense Foundation, you don't get any credit. But if you wait till the sacrifice phase starts, you're going to get 75% credit that you wouldn't have otherwise got. So looks like matching funds, but usually matching funds are given to the charity. In this case, the matching funds or 75% matching funds are given to the donor. Different kind of system. Um, so yeah, so you can, you can donate $5 million has been committed so far to that by email. It's probably gonna end up being a lot more. They've got several hundred emails from parties that want to sacrifice to the foundation to do medical research. And that's pretty cool. I think this might be one of the world's first uh hey uh new coin and do you want to donate to charity i don't, I don't think i don't know of any ones of those that have been really successful i think this will be the most successful of those well if you have a new chain people are definitely gonna be interested in it uh do you uh anticipate any delays on that chain coming no. out i think you said it was it's going months? faster than i ever thought it could go i don't even understand how it's going that fast like it's it's crazy like the devs are just awesome. They're really, really good devs. They're they're good exceeding stuff. my expectations. I mean, good they even stuff. fit a vacation in there. Like there was even one of the dudes went on vacation for a while and like still annihilating performance. It's just amazing. Like they're not being slave driven. They're not being sleep deprived. They're they're still able to maintain good qualities of life and be hyper productive. I'm I'm really impressed. I want to hear them say it, Richard. I want to hear them say it. No, I'm kidding. Good luck. I'm never going to let you talk to them because I want them to keep devving instead of having a social overhead. Like I could there be writing go. copy right now, but instead I'm shilling on the internet. Um, there we go. It's worth it though because you're getting a lot of new Hexkins, yeah. it looks like. Uh, last couple quick comments. Yeah. Thank you, Hex Money, for the tip. Great stream and interview, gentlemen of crypto. Uh, a lot of new Hex communities coming over today and truth bombs are everywhere. And thank you, Crypto Mo. Said thanks for interviewing Richard, guys. I can tell you how much the Hex community appreciates it uh, for sure, for sure. And again, for those who missed out on Bitcoin's day, he had a meeting early this morning, so he had to run out. 
uh, but all good. I was able to, you know, to, to get Richard's thoughts here. And of course, uh, do your own research, uh, but this is from the founder's mouth when it comes to Hex and Postchain. And Richard, I'm gonna let you have the last comments here. Sure. Uh, what do you wanna leave everybody with? The growth of, so if you like Texas 1700X returns in a year and a half without staking, 3400X plus with staking, the chat room of Pulse Chain is growing at maybe three times the rate the chat room of Hex's chat is. So there's maybe like 50 to 70 to 90 people on live voice chat constantly in t.me forward slash Pulse Chain com. There's almost 20,000 users in there now. I think Hex only has 20,000 users. So I, I think within the next week or two, Pulse will have a larger chat room than Hex has. It's crazy. I mean, the amount of interest is absolutely insane. People that hated Hex, founders of other top 20 cryptocurrencies have told me they want to participate in the sacrifice phase. They love Pulse and they didn't like Hex. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names, but a lot of people, people that you've seen publicly shit talk Hex, they're getting in Pulse, you know, uh, I was really impressed. I was like, yeah, I'm glad that you agree. This is an awesome idea. Thanks, man. Yeah. You know, because we're going to beat Ethereum to market with their own feature set. Like they're trying, we're going to beat Ethereum 2.0 to market with better features. And you're like, that's awesome. <laughs> like you can't beat that. You know, you guys want staking? We have it. You want, uh, you know, like it's just so awesome. I, I'm really, really, really excited about it. And then we, we also solve the fee problems and it should also make Ethereum more valuable because the fees should be cheaper on Ethereum again. So we're going to help Ethereum be more valuable and give everyone the largest airdrop in history and have fee burning and have, you know, just, it's awesome, right? Like you, I love it. I love it. So go to t.me forward slash pulse chain com. It's important because when the sacrifice starts soon, you're not going to get a warning. There will be no warning. We're done with warnings. When the sacrifice phase starts, you need to be ready. And it, it could start at any moment. It could start tomorrow. So be ready. Um, T.me forward slash uh, Hex Crypto. Uh, free books, T.me forward slash SciVive. Uh, my YouTube, like, subscribe this video. This gentleman seems awesome. He's probably a cool follow. Um, yeah, richardhart.com. YouTube.com forward slash Richard Hart. Twitter.com forward slash Richard Hart win. Free books, free coins, free videos, free chats on the fucking giving tree of crypto. And I predict the price like a price god. So I don't know what else I can do to be a good person for the world. Boom. There you have it. Thanks, Richard, for coming. As always, guys, make sure you smash that like and share. Check out these websites uh, Richard gave you. Make sure you follow his YouTube and Twitter as well. Of course, do your own research. But again, we appreciate having a founder here of two projects. Um, one, of course, already making a lot of noise when it comes to Hex and Hexagons. And then Post Chain on his way that we just were informed about. Again, Richard Hart here, founder of both projects. Thank you for coming on the show and staying for so long. Again, didn't uh, expect this today, but uh, greatly appreciate I, it. I love this interview. It was really fantastic. And uh, thank you very much for having me on. Hey, listen, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Like I said, I wanted to know the information myself and everybody kept cutting you off. So <laughs> I'm glad I just got to get it out of you. Thanks thank again, you. folks. Make sure you smash.